0: On this episode of The Last King Podcast, we're going to be talking about E3, The Incredibles 2, and Aggretsuko, the most adorable little red panda who loves death metal. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lasting Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Toffee. I'm your other co-host, Eccentric Tom. And I'm the handsome red
2: tender, Doctor Sharp.
0: You mean the daydreaming one who just has his mouth open the entire time? Not the
2: death metal one. <laughs> oh. Okay, anyway, that's
0: a good death metal scream.
2: I sing in a death metal band. That you do. <laughs> Well, anyway, besides uh, my uh, sordid uh, death metal uh, side stories, uh, welcome again to The Last King Podcast, where today we have uh, three uh, things that happen.
0: Three yeah. major things, actually. Yeah, three okay.
2: major big things. And also, it's a very glorious uh, Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Happy yeah.
0: Father's Day and Selamat Hari Raya. And
2: Selamat Hari Raya, Ayd Mubarak, my Lahir Batin. For all our fans in Indonesia, hey! Hey. <laughs> and any other Muslims around the world? Especially those Muslims around the world. Who yeah, enjoy I, hope I hope you're
0: stuffing your face right now.
2: No, not really. A lot of queer. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of visiting right now. Okay. It's a lot of meeting your grandmothers right now. Oh, joy. A lot of Coke and Sprite being served too. Actually, in Singapore, it's mostly Fanta. Oh, Fanta. Fanta grape is the the drink of choice or Mirinda orange. Ah, right. right. You know what? And for those around my age and uh, our age... Sorry for everybody asking you when
0: you're going to get married. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: universal, you can't avoid that.
0: Speaking of soft and sugary, hey, E3 happened. Yeah, E3 happened and Uh, just as we expected, there was a lot of hype, a lot of disappointments. A lot of trailers, a lot of gameplay footage shown you know, for like 10 minutes. We yeah. finally understand what the fuck's going on with Death Stranding. <laughs> no, we don't. Do we? I don't I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea. That what's was going sarcasm. On. Yeah. Do we want to start with Death Stranding first? Sure. I, I think, think we should. We because should. Because yeah. every single bit of new information we get, I understand what's going on less. Mm-hmm. With more information, I'm more just looking at Kojima and wondering what kind of drugs he's on because this is coming from one twisted individual's mind.
1: I like the fact he's actually convincing Sony to just keep him, keep giving him more and more money for how, his trailers every single year. <laughs>
0: like, he, he either talks really well in Japanese or gives the best blowjobs because Jesus Christ, <laughs> I would not give that man a single cent.
2: Why not? He did give us four good Metal Gear games,
1: yeah, and
0: but one good Snatcher on, game. yeah.
1: And the Zone of the Ender's not bad. Zone of Enders he was more producer than director, but that
2: yeah, okay. works too. That works too. And he also did produce Platinum Games Amazing Metal Gear Revengeance. Yes,
1: that too. That's a lovely game. But when so, you're the godfather yeah. of, you know, stealth games back in the MSX era, I think you can get away with a lot. Of you things. would give that to him? He was the godfather of stealth games. You think so?
2: Yeah. Can I mean, you MXC... really think of
1: any other like you know Splinter Cell? No, yeah. no, that came much oh, later, dude
2: it. MSX, sir is like, you know Amiga Computer era Oh, okay Metal Gear 1 yeah. Not Metal Gear Solid Like, yeah. there were three Metal the Gears very before first Metal, Metal Gear. Gear Solid
0: <laughs> Anyway, Death Stranding All we know is Norman Reedus is in it Yeah, mm. and uh, Matt Mickelson And Leia Sedou
1: Actually, who is Leia Sedou? Who was, is like, Leia Sedou? She is
0: a French actor Who is most famous for uh, Blue is Warmest Color Ah, I saw that Oh, mm-hmm. yes She was the blonde one oh. No, the blue head one no yes. the blonde one <laughs> no the blue head one no, no she, had, she had blue hair in uh, Blue's Warmest Color and she was That's 11 minutes she was wife. the warmest color <laughs> <laughs> yeah that
1: was a damn good 11 minutes if anyone's seen the movie but yeah. anyway go on
0: well also the two and a half hour movie was also pretty good yeah, It was that a, too, that it was a too. Good I don't sp- think Mr. Toffee is talking about that no obviously <laughs> he's the kind of guy who fast forwarded to the one scene and then skipped the rest of it no
1: no, I watched the film. I watched uh, the film.
2: Are we being very personal and explaining to everybody that that's how long it takes? <laughs> what? Oh, Goddamn! <laughs> eleven
0: minutes. My God, man.
2: That's uh, slightly above the international average. <laughs> True.
3: So, good job, sir.
2: Yeah. Well <laughs>
0: done. Well done for. Uh, it's twice. Three three times reaching that. Come on, a man. Well, some <laughs> credit. You did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> three times eleven minutes. Wow. Your reaction period is something else. It man. only counts as
2: once if you're alone, sir. 33 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, enough about that. So, that's is a game I think <laughs> it's, a,
1: it's a walking simulator at we, the very least are you sure? I don't know I, don't know. I didn't we get saw... any game at all no. that was a lot of walking it's a baby shirt. eating simulator you get to deliver something to someone I yeah, think
0: I mean I think I understand that you don't die it's just that time is accelerated for anything that it touches so if you do die it's kind of old age is killing you in a way. And then when you How does that p- explain to you, sir? It's it's like just listening to little tidbits and like why else would he be carrying a fucking baby in his chest?
2: Because it represents you know rebirth. Sure. I think the baby is a power source of sorts. Like the baby is your health bar. Yeah. No, the baby is your health pack. If yeah, you if, if you if you run out of you life, just tube <laughs> <it's a baby>. <laughs> <laughs> you just chew bits of baby. Some baby. Mm, very nutritious. According to Chris Evans, you know, I know babies taste the best. <laughs> Shout out to Snowpiercer, an yeah. amazing film. So like I want to say this uh, uh, The thing about Death Stranding The more I look at it The more I realise God damn it Hideo Kojima get over yourself You're a failed filmmaker Just be an v- amazing Video game maker You know what I mean mm. So like Sure I get it You're friends with Not Benicio Del Toro The other Del Toro Guillermo, Guillermo Del Toro, del Toro. Guillermo. And Maz Mekelson And Norman Reedus And like I love watching his Twitter And his social media Where he'll like Interview all these people Like The one yeah. where he interviewed Maz Mikkelsen Was kind of interesting because like, I remember Kojima gifted him a copy of, like, Valhalla Rising or something. Like, that movie he was in with uh, Nicholas winning riffin Oh. And it's like, Matt Mikkelsen, like, oh, yeah, I was in this movie. <laughs> 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 Thank you for telling me about this thing that I was also a part of. Well, uh, yeah, cool. hey,
0: you know, I mean, fair play on him that he's able to make what he likes, which is so rare in this industry in this day
2: and age. But I think the argument I want to have is, like, so why are we hyping this up? Because it's obviously going to be some personal
0: passion project. Yeah, I mean, I... I will say right now, I don't give a flying fuck about anything <laughs> Kojima makes because I never got into Metal Gear and mm. I probably never will.
1: I don't think this game is any for any of us. At the, or if we can even call it a game all we know. I mean, this is obviously... This
0: interactive movie that yes. is not from yeah. Quantic Dream is a mean isn't he's, for
2: us. he's definitely gonna play the author card full on here because oh, he's yeah. basically... This is just him... Ex- not I get it. Maybe he was repressed as hell when he was working at Konami and this is just nothing but pure artistic expression. Oh, that expression. I can believe. Without any
0: restraint whatsoever. Yeah, but Konami is, is probably the most Japanese uh, company of all the- But countries. if you
1: don't have restraints, you're gonna be eating up a lot of producer money I mean, unless you're James there. Cameron, right? Where he's
2: like, no, I'll, I'll take my time or you're like, yeah. you're like a Stanley Kubrick but I'm talking about filmmakers. It's very rare that I can think of a, a guy who creates video games who like, without restraints, makes something amazing.
1: Yeah. Because then you get something like, I don't know, most indie games, I guess. Or you could even get like, a game that you've been waiting for so long and then it turns out oh it's actually a piece of shit in the end. Or it's just mediocre at best. Do you
2: think this is going to be like vaporware that's it's just going to be hyped to the point where nobody cares? Or you mean like two humans? You I mean like day? maybe even Duke Nukem.
0: Oh no, yeah, no. I was oh, about to say your name as well. That was what? Vaporware for 13 years? Jesus, yeah. yeah. Came out and it was shit.
1: Oh, yeah. because there were some people who came in and just patched things
0: up. Speaking of long-term vaporware, Cyberpunk 2077 is finally something that's going to happen. Did they announce a release date in that Xbox trailer? But did they show a tech demo? They They showed showed a a very long, a 50-minute tech demo. And it's apparently quite complete. I mean, it's still a long ways to go, but they showed off customization, they showed off It's like one of those
1: demos where the developers has a controller, just shows you all the cool shit, Mm -hmm. and that's it. So far, from what we've heard, it's actually really, really, really promising. I mean, like... Yeah, compared to like something like what we talk about with Kojima.
2: Mm-hmm. At least with uh, CD, CD Projekt Rate, right? Yeah. Like, the thing is, if you recall when they showed us The Witcher 3, when it was just a cinematic trailer, then they showed us the tech demo, like, this the is what it looks play like. And, and then it's like, oh, like, it runs at 2K. Like That was the big yeah. deal then. And it's like, for me, I
0: kind of trust CD Projekt Rate a little bit more. I, I do, because also, yeah. you know, Witcher 3 came out in, what, 2015? It came out in, on time, sir. Yeah, yeah. and it was probably one of the best games ever made Still yeah to me the best like RPG. yeah
1: 60 hours of awesomeness in the fantasy like world. with another 60 on the way that you didn't know about right? yeah. yeah i mean <laughs> to
0: show just how good they are making games my wife who like she plays some games but she's not anywhere near to you know how much time i've put into stuff she's put in 150 hours into this game really just yeah. playing going yeah. <laughs> no, she hates hey, Gwent.
1: <laughs> what? But hey, Gwent yeah. is actually
0: addictive. You need to get
2: good at it to, to, to surpass a certain part of the story. you got to get, get good at Gwent. Yeah.
1: It's all about trebuchet, sir. Absolutely. Trebuchets. <laughs> That's the trick. Anyway, uh, so. But yeah, this is um, unlike The Witcher 3 Cyberpunk, it's first person all the way until you drive. You
0: get to play male or female.
1: Yep. A mercenary named V who just takes the odd jobs here and there. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I think the concept is that this is, of course, it's a uh, cyberpunk. So, you have the mega corporations and the criminal on the ground. And the concept is that you are neither one, you are a cyberpunk. Like someone who's just like a punk who's like anti man on both ends. And you just work for both sides to get some uh, cash.
1: And you could actually work for different factions. Uh, I think there probably be more than three or four, more yeah. or less. And then it all depends on how, I guess, cool you are. That's actually a stat for cool. Yeah, there's game. a cool
0: mechanic. You get
2: increased or decreased street cred. I like how deliciously ironic that sounds. You you need to up your cool factor
0: or else you can't get into the club, talk to the guy. Through
1: clothing and, you know, accessories that you buy. Through how much LED strips you have on your shirt. Actually, no. (laughs) If you
0: get a nice, smacky jacket, your street cred increases.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It does. That's true. That's all in the game, more or less. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because, like, you can buy, like, clothes and you have to get ready for the day when you go back to your apartment to rest. Yeah, you get dressed up and you get the weapons you want and you leave. But, I mean, okay. (laughs) Besides that mechanic...
2: I'm fine. I'm fine with whatever they want to achieve because the thing is after delivering something as fantastic as Witcher 3 and like seriously it's like...
0: Also it's a good departure. I like it when uh, people who are known for making a particular kind of game when they experiment with something else to show that hey look we are not a one trick pony. Exactly. I mean... I think i mean a lot of people can also kind
2: of say that it's basically witcher 3 reskinned with different like oh, assets doesn't seem but like it doesn't that. seem yeah. like that because yeah. the thing is
0: like of course we haven't seen the game we're only following business mm. of uh, secondhand uh, information and if
2: anything like cd project right i would say like their best skill is not so much about the character design or the world building but it's about their their narratives like absolutely creating that the lore within the legacy within the like the, the smaller stories that you know permeate throughout the entire world because they're very good at you know making things extremely immersive yeah like for me like Witcher 3 I enjoyed a lot because A it wasn't as buggy as Skyrim yeah which takes you out of the game but it's enjoyable in its own way yeah and unlike games like maybe Dragon's Age or any other western RPG it wasn't hampered on like oh you need to really follow this narrative yeah it's basically like what do you want to do oh I want to go and look for this oh go ahead you know? Yeah. I mean, need to find Gryphon Armor right now. This boy. shit is making
0: <laughs> me extremely excited. Yeah. So I can't wait to see what happens when this game comes out. And I think this is one where I will be very disappointed if it doesn't live up to my, not high necessarily, yeah, but I think that's the increased expectations.
2: Because I think with the company like CD CD Projekt right, right. I mean, you have to be strict with the ones you love especially. Yeah, yeah. but
0: I've, I feel like they can manage it because they're based in Poland where the overhead costs are so much lower. So any budget they get actually goes towards gaming. Didn't
2: they get like a couple of million dollars from their government or yeah, something? They got grants, right? Yeah, yeah Welcome to
0: grants. Europe where the government actually just tried to support artistic endeavours. But I mean, it's kind of hilarious that like, if I am not recall, Barack
2: Obama was given a copy of Witcher 3 because this is like our most popular like, <laughs> yeah, domestic product. It's a cultural export. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think they count towards like maybe 0.1% of Poland's GDP. You know it would be amazing if, if like Barack Obama was like, oh, Witcher 3, uh, is it on Steam? <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> speaking of obama uh
1: nintendo (laughs) (laughs) how was that gonna tie in that was
0: the most excruciating tangent you've ever tried to do
1: okay nintendo did (laughs) love showing a lot of smash brothers clearly because all the nintendo directs always have like a theme whether it's a Star Fox game or a yoshi game or a mario game more or less this time it's more towards the crossover beat-em-up and i'm not sure if any of you guys care about that
2: no what was it called again, Smash uh, Brothers? Super
1: Smash Brothers Ultimate.
2: I mean, like, I kind of love the the gimmick that, like, every single character that's appeared yeah, in Yeah, since a Smash the Brothers. very first Smash Brothers. So this is Ultimate. except
1: for... Except for Waluigi,
2: yeah. apparently, which is what everybody's complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's he's more—he's more like an assist now, I guess. Passage. But no one cares. More like an assist. You yeah. know what I think of? Like when I think of Smash Brothers now, it's like, oh, finally they have created their King of Fighters ninety-eight. This is the dream match. Yeah, this the is dream match. Every mode. single character is in the game. Even Solid Snake, even Ryu from Street Fighter. Oh, uh, Ryu was
1: from the last one, but yeah, he's because into, he appeared right. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, even
2: Sonic should be making an appearance, right? Sonic. Yeah, yeah Sonic wasn't f- the last one too. The We Fit Woman. Yeah. The We Fit Woman will probably be in it. too. The We yeah? Fit Girl was in it. Because that's what they're selling on. And the thing is, right? I don't know about the rest of the world, but I know in America, Smash is big. Smash yeah. is huge. Yeah. Big it's called in the US and Europe as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even a cult following. They have a stage on EVO, sir. They, they, they actually have... It's a, a huge big, tournament following, yeah. Yeah, right. And the thing is, is like... here's the, Okay, I'm sorry to say this, but whenever I watch EVO and I watch the Smash oh so that's where all the white guys are <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> like yeah. you watch any other tournament it's like okay what a what a nice variety of people and <laughs> like you could to smash yeah. tournaments oh so that's where they are <laughs> yeah
1: and at the same time they've actually tweaked a lot of it to make it slightly different from the wii u version really? i mean air dashing is a thing i mean it's easier to do that now <laughs> and the damage output is much much higher like <laughs> for 1v1 mode
2: it's one of those fighting
1: games where it's obviously extremely
2: technical but I just don't want to be the guy who puts in the hours to learn Kirby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I but mean? At the same I mean Kirby. Want, <laughs> but I mean Kirby, cool. But at the same
1: time, you want to watch it because, my God, this community knows how to make that hype and work, in a sense. Wombo combo. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that word comes from. Yeah, yeah. Wombo combo. Actually, I just I say, think it was from Dota 2, but still, they used it in the fighting game community more. It's
0: very nice that, at least with Smash Brothers, you can look a lot like your own avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's- Let's talk <laughs> about Kirby mains again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Or Princess
2: Peach. <laughs> yes.
1: Speaking of avatars, I think you can use your Miis as well if you if people still use those. Mm. Yeah, you got your gun me, you've got your sword me, and you've got your so you close can do, combat me.
0: So you could do penis face. I don't know. If can, the Nintendo can
1: allow you to do that though. I think you they, can totally
0: make Miis who have a penis face.
1: I think the algorithm might search that and you know, but to cancel that. But you
0: could just say it's not a penis, it's just a really big nose and tiny eyes which are below <laughs> it. So what, what's up with you? That's my actual face, Nintendo. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a control I'll Delete joke. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, well,
0: don't don't liken me to that dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: but anyway, yeah. If good for people, good for Nintendo. Actually cater to that crowd. But for the rest of us, I don't know. Probably Speaking
0: not. Speaking of uh, being unsure about uh, esports, what the fuck is up with EA? There's
1: a lot of things wrong with EA, actually. <laughs> what are we going on about?
2: Here? I'm yeah. talking
0: about them trying to sell that Command and Conquer uh, mobile, mobile game, game as an esports.
2: It because was Vainglory the most, made money, apparently. The most and protracted, Clash Royale made money too.
0: awful thing I've ever seen. So EA wants to do the same thing, too. Because Clash Royale. It was 10 minutes long, two sweaty white dudes tapping their mobile phones. And two far too eager people talking about it.
2: Is it backwards compatible with my Note 4, sir? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Oh, I need to buy a $1,000 phone to play mm-hmm. this game. And then I need to... Spent probably $5 per microtransaction Just to get yeah. good
1: And the sad thing is It, it, it didn't have a place to actually be shown here But at the same time This shit's gonna make a lot of money Despite people hating it It is Because so mobile games yeah, yeah That's what they are So
0: it's good to know that Command and Conquer is well and truly dead <laughs> <laughs> So when it becomes a mobile game That's when you know It's never coming back Yeah right. It happened to Dungeon Keeper It's happened to this well,
1: and I now it might happen to Bioware with Anthem. Uh, That's gonna be just one song. Honestly. Remember
2: how it used to be like, especially for '90s franchises, where if your if your game becomes a pachinko game, the, the franchise is dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, thank thank you, King of Fighters is back. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, there might be hope yet for Command and Conquer fans. No, 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 no there isn't. No, there isn't. Nobody no, no, plays no. RPTs anymore, right?
0: Like, well, RTS yeah. is now dominated by the Total Wars of. Well actually there are a lot of indie games which do like the RTS stuff.
2: I mean like Starcraft two didn't even make the dense StarCraft One did. No. So I don't know whether like, it's very Because obvious. their focus went on to Overwatch. Yeah, and because Heroes Overwatch of the Storm. makes and oh, I mean, let's, let's not talk about shooters. I would say more like, like the RTS genre was definitely under the, now under the shadow of the MOBA genre. Yeah. Because nobody's gonna learn StarCraft two, but everybody's gonna fucking learn like League of Legends
1: and Dota two as well. And Dota two, which is still free
0: on Steam, yep. apparently. EA was just a hot fucking mess. The entire press conference. You so. feel oh,
1: not for lack of trying. I mean, not that woman, Andrea. I forgot, the girl from Escapist a long time ago, she really tried to scrap so oh, much. Oh
0: yeah, no. She she tried bless her soul, she tried her very best to, you know, be entertaining and keep it going but to salvage that mess. She was <laughs> let down by everything that is EA. Like yeah. Their CEO is just the smarmiest motherfucker I've ever seen on stage.
1: Yeah, when you look at him, you look at corporate shill. Yeah. yeah. Corporate shill made manifest to humans. Yeah,
0: and then I love the guy from uh, Dice came up and just apologized for battlefield t- <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. general. Yeah. It's like we're sorry, we listened, so we're bringing you the Clone Wars. You get to play as General Grievous. It's like, cool. yeah, no, we still haven't forgiven you for loot boxes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we would never, never will.
2: Yeah. But then again, I mean, like
0: Battlefield Five is still gonna be a thing, right?
1: It still is Battlefield Five. Yeah. It
0: still looks interesting. Um,
1: there's still have, there's still a single player campaign for this, but I yeah. think it's gonna be like Battlefield One, where it's just gonna be mm. really short.
2: But yeah. hey, it's not you can't surf. call the tutorial a single-player campaign, <laughs>
0: sir. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm not gonna allow that. But that's how that's all. how they're marketing it. Out, but I did
2: enjoy Battlefield One's multiplayer when the servers were working. Yeah, nowadays
0: so, I don't know. It might work okay, but yeah. Then again, Asian servers are always your yeah, sketchy at best. I mean, for EA. Like our best bet is like, at least Dice used to have the Japan servers, and those yeah. are
2: really solid because the the Japanese internet is just amazing. Yeah, and you'll be fine. But I'm not really worried about that. I'm more worried about the fact that pff, we we need another Battlefield game. Come on, and we're going back to World War Depends. What, one? Yeah. World, yeah. War World War, two, War two. two, World War Two again. So.
1: The untold well, stories of World War Two. Well, it's because
0: basically. um
1: because women were there,
0: and also <laughs> Call of Duty is doing the Black Ops again. Now it's Black Ops Three, right? It's, it's Black Ops, Ops Four. Black Ops Four.
1: But not like roman, roman numeral 4. It's like 1111,
0: I guess. Oh, yeah. They Is don't know how to do roman numerals.
1: I think it's because they're trying to be thematic with the previous signs. They or did. maybe SU. That yeah. Too. Yes. <laughs> because Black I, Ops I, 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 111 I, I. One, or
2: III, I, I. Okay, yeah. they can trademark that, sirs. Absolutely. But I don't really care about... Like, I'm thinking it's like, aren't we beyond like, uh, realistic shooters now? Because the thing is, I was really hyped up for what Bethesda showed us with, like, oh, Doom, more Doom, yeah, Yeah. Doom
1: Eternal, Doom Doom Eternal. Eternal. Oh, you're not gonna call it Doom Two because that'll be confusing. Yeah.
0: So it's called Doom Eternal. And
1: we saw the return of two friends, um, the Archvile and the Pain Elemental. Oh man, it was in that trailer. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and. And we'll get to see some gameplay soon at QuakeCon, which is yeah. August? It's like a few months more. It's yeah. a few months yeah. more. it yeah, This I mean, will be
2: the anniversary of Quake 3, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, was, uh, more
0: Quake champions, I guess. I was a bit disappointed they didn't show any gameplay for Doom Eternal, but I guess they have to show love for... But then for, again, they, they, they gotta yeah, save it. They, they have to show it. love for QuakeCon because, you know, id is now a big part of Bethesda of course, not just for Doom, but also for Rage 2. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Did so you guys
1: like what you saw at Rage 2? Like yeah, a little bit of the gameplay fun. and everything?
0: Uh, I didn't like that they stopped to do a advert for $120 uh, talking head, but <laughs> I enjoyed the gameplay. The gameplay looks fun. It looks yeah. visceral. Yeah. that shotgun it. looks like it has good kickback yeah.
1: <laughs> they're using like the doom uh the, the it tech six right the it tech six engine I think it's called, yeah yeah. It, it, it yeah. 6 yeah the latest engine and hey let's make open world out of it and let our guy our pals at avalanche Would help you us guys out
2: play the original rage though it was no. kind of disappointing it was, it was because it was okay. super
0: serious and yeah. brown whereas they're trying to make it seem more fun have now. you not played the quake games they're all super serious and brown <laughs> well yeah but that was yeah,
1: p- but that was a bit of like frenetic system to part one part two and especially part three but like, this just is hyper m- my reaction to rage too because the guys who did uh okay these are the guys who gave us
2: you know first person shooters it software yeah mm-hmm. and like you know the legacy is there and then they tried something new because basically they're all big fans of satan and metal so that's why we yeah. have quake and doom and apparently they really like Mad max so they gave us rage and then they saw borderlands and like, oh that's how you do it yeah. yeah make it fun make it colorful and then like to me Ridge. I mean, I love it. I love what I see. It also kind of feels like a reaction to, like, you know, Gearbox's Borderlands 2, which is probably one of the biggest shooters mm-hmm. in the last five years. And they did announce a part three built on
1: Unreal Engine.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was actually still a rumour, actually. they don't no, Nothing has been confirmed. I mean, mm. this was the Walmart leak, which Pete Hines actually made fun of in during the presentation. <laughs> that was actually a good joke. Yeah, yeah, it was a good. It was I really good. enjoyed it, too. But yeah, Borderlands 3 and the new Spinter Cell were missing. Probably they'll be shown later. Who knows? Yeah, because but, yeah. that's to
2: me the biggest, like, okay, if they're showing Rage 2, I would love to see the conversation because if they announce also Borderlands 3 at the same convention, it's like, oh, this is just like the old days. It's like Quake yeah. versus Unreal. Or like, you know, Medal of Honor versus Call of Duty. It's nice to see when shooters have rivalries because that's when you get the the more fervent kind of conversations and
0: fans. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And competition is always good because it'll drive down prices. It will give more variety. It makes them try harder. It makes
1: developers actually put a lot more thought. I would love a $40 Doom (laughs) on first day. Yes, that'd be amazing.
0: (laughs) No, it's going to be $80. It's going
2: to be $80 or $100 with the... Probable DLC, which yeah. is like one map pack and a couple of weapons and well, skins.
0: Actually, I don't know, the, because the DLC was pretty good for the rebooted Doom. I, no, You know what I love about the DLC for rebooted Doom? It was free, right? Yeah, when
2: they decided, oh, it's the anniversary. Okay, yeah, make it free. Now it's all free. Now you're, everybody owns this.
0: Yeah, just when you spend however many dollars on it.
2: Yeah, you spend twice as much. But then again, of course, you have the consolation where uh, when you play multiplayer, you'll have the badge where I bought the DLC. (laughs) I'm a, a, what they call an early adopter badge or something. That's so cute. (laughs) But still, I'm really looking forward to more Doom.
0: Speaking of more, uh, did you notice that Avalanche is making three games, that E3? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're not a huge studio as far as I'm aware.
1: So there's Just Cause 4, there's Rage 2, and mutants is it? But
0: uh, is, is it called Biomutants? It's called something else, I think.
1: Another Avalanche game. Yeah, I
0: mean, that one sounds fun, but I don't think we got much gameplay for that. But Just Cause 4 looks like Just Cause 3, which I'm fine with. But for now, you have balloons. And a place. tornado.
1: And a giant tornado chasing oh, yeah. you.
0: The tornado looks good. So, I, I'm sure it'll be good. The only thing I want is for it to fucking work on my fucking computer. <laughs> Fuck you, Avalanche. Just Cause 3 is still fucking broken. You can't get it to work? I your can't machine? get it to work. Mm. Damn, it sucks. I've tried everything short from like, messing with the game files, but it just won't work. I got Just
2: Cause 3 to work and I didn't want to play it because it's... Yeah. Also, it's 60 <laughs> gigabytes. Like, yeah. It's, Ugh.
1: It's I had fun with it about 10 hours and then sold off my PS4 copy. It gets repetitive very quick. I don't know, it's more it like, has I'm its fans. So, yeah. I'm s- kind of spoiled by Part 2 because Part 2 was like the apex of yeah, Just Cause. Yeah, Just Cause
0: 2 was, I mean, it was also repetitive, but it was like super cathartic. Are you looking forward to Just Cause 4?
1: Uh, actually not so much because if it's anything like Just Cause 3, I'm probably going to be, yeah. I'll probably just play it if for it, like 10 hours looks and a that's bit it.
0: overstuffed, I would say. I mean, when it's I look like at it, it yeah. I, I was watching someone do some gameplay and it like, the, they were having fun but they were fiddling with all these buttons like mm. a messy controller always turns me off of any video game like well, if you have to go like oh, okay what's this button what's that button I mean like
2: the thing is when you show me something like it Just Cause 4 is like yeah but Red it, Dead's coming <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah and that's like October 26 it,
2: no Rockstar didn't have much of a presence no no
1: they don't have to that's they the don't thing. have to they oh, just yeah. do what they want Rocks- Rockstar
0: yeah. is a literal Rockstar mm-hmm.
1: they are immune to Press stuff, more or less. Whatever they say and whatever they do, people will follow. I mean, I they develop what. and publish themselves, right? Yeah. They, I mean, they've done this for Red Dead Redemption 1. They've done this for Grand Theft Auto 4. They're they still d- going to do the same they thing. They do not self
0: published, uh, owned by 2K. Yeah, owned by 2K? Yeah. Take two, take two. Take two. My
1: take bad. two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Take two. But they're, like, the biggest moneymaker, so, like, Take-Two will be like, yeah, you just go ahead and do your playground. Yeah, like, yeah. So long as people
0: buy shark points, we're fine. Yeah. I mean, like,
2: compared to what we said about, like, Kojima, like, Rockstar, whoever those guys are, because we don't know who the faces
1: are. It's like, whatever they do, yeah, sure. They're the true authors yeah. of the video game industry. they some
0: crazy Scottish people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking
1: of Rockstars, what do you think Hideki Kamiya and Shinji Mikama would think after seeing the Resident Evil 2 remake trailer? What do you think? Off the top of it? No, <clears throat> he's involved. No, 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 I mean, but... I think it's different people who did the first Resident Evil uh, Evil 7 who were doing this one. They're remaking it. But you had to give props to the original guys who made Resident Evil 2, right? I mean, like, my... Like, my general consensus for the whole thing is basically I don't want to see another
2: remake because the thing is they already did the remastered editions for these games. Like, very recently. Well, Mm.
0: they remastered Resident Evil but I think with... RE2, they're making it play more like Resident Evil 4.
1: Actually, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So it's gonna be the, the
0: atmosphere from the best atmospheric uh, Resident Evil game with the best gameplay from a Resident Evil game. I would say, I would say it's not really the
2: best gameplay, but it's more like RE2 has more nostalgia factor. People remember yeah. Resident Evil 2 more than most of the other games, but like the guys, the hardcore players enjoy 4 the best. Yeah. And then to me, seven was like a return to form. And I was. But really it was a
0: very different. Um, yeah, the thing is, like they took experience.
2: the the best step in the right direction. Whereas the they, made mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Hey. laughs>
0: they made out last with a budget.
2: they made Outlast, which was scary. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but when you say like, oh, we're gonna redo Resident Evil Two, it's like, why? Nobody
1: asked for that. You'll be surprised. <laughs> a lot of people were clamoring for a remake. For but this, I'm gonna like say, within yeah. this conversation, the three probably of us, probably
2: not. None of us are asking for it. And yeah. the thing is, right? There's some games like just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see this redone.
0: What's
1: amazing? But I'm interested to see like how this actually will look. But yeah, well, it, back it, it looks pretty.
0: Um, I'm just gonna say one thing is that I thought this was a pretty good e3. All things considered, because there was a lot of new stuff shown off. But oh, a hell are, of a lot of new stuff. There's dude. so many angry motherfuckers that are saying, "Oh, but there's no this sequel or that sequel." It's like Jesus Christ, we were shown Shadow of Toshiba, which looks. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima which looks fucking gorgeous. That's a that samurai game I want, And man. that's a side quest. They showed us a fucking side quest. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, where's Splinter Cell? Like, fuck off with your Splinter Cell. Yeah.
1: Can we talk more about Ghost of Tsushima? Damn, that looks beautiful.
0: Yeah. So beautiful. And then I love how... Uh, is it coming on PC? Is... Oh, no, no, this oh, is a PS4 exclusive. PS4 exclusive. PS4 exclusive. Yeah.
2: Which means six months later it's going to be on PC. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 this it's...
1: is the Sucker Punch game generally Sucker Punch does not make PC games at all it's really? all PS4 all the way through no, but I'm going to compare it to other games like, I, I get like you can you can I mean
2: you God gotta won't make it to but like Neo 2 also was also announced like, yeah. Neo 2 was
0: Thanks.
1: like a Tecmo Koei thing so they can I what guess does, they like, can publish wherever we have 3
0: samurai games at E3 thank you it's we had, been a while yeah. since like Which the last 10 years we didn't next any year. and also yeah. um, Sekiro was the other samurai game yeah. What do you feel about that? Because I've not really played Dark Souls all that much, so...
1: It's not Dark Souls. It's basically following that whole... I know it's not from Dark Souls, but From Software
0: have their particular style of game, which is the brutally hard combat, which you have to master, and, you know, fantastic Mm. level design. I think there's no
1: RPG element to this. Let me
2: just throw some fuel on the fire here. I feel that this is just them clapping back at new. Because Team Ninja did a better Dark Souls game than they did. (laughs)
0: The yes. yeah. <laughs> new
2: to me is like this is the best Dark Souls game that isn't a Dark Souls
1: game.
0: Yeah, because it's polished. I think and because it has tight action. Mm-hmm.
1: I think this is from software going back to the well when they were making games on the original Xbox, like Otogi and uh, Metal Wolf Chaos, so? and those other. Oh my god, Ninja Blade back in the day.
0: I don't think it's going. Be- I think Back to the Well is a very mean way of putting. it. Not really, it. not
1: really. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that in the meanest way possible. It's like i am like, we haven't done this in a while, so returning let's do roots, that again. Maybe. Yeah. Returning to roots. Yeah, returning to I roots. Mean, thematically, right? Thematically. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, no more Western-style yeah. mythology. Yeah. Because when you think Demon Souls and Dark Souls, you're thinking King's Field back in the 90s, they're just going back again, but mm-hmm. refine it much better because of the shit they've learned.
2: You know what everybody really wants? Bloodborne 2. Yeah. It'll I would want while, that too, but, but
0: not so soon. Hey, la. shit. It looks fun because I love me a grappling hook in video games. Oh, Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, Bionic Commando, Just Cause. The original Team Fortress. Yes, that too. (laughs) Uh, The Arkham games? That too, yes. Yep. Oh, yeah, the Arkham games. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like uh, we should probably wrap this E3 talk up a little bit. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Devil May Cry 5. We gotta ask the man who played a lot of Devil May Cry, Shafiq. What do you think? (laughs)
2: The thing is, hopefully it's good. Yeah. Because the thing is, God of War came out and like it doesn't look like a God of War game I know much to the chagrin of a lot of people but also at the same time it's like I get they want to take a different direction and then to me it's like very strange for like DMC5 to be a thing
0: it looks like they're trying to return to what it was they're capitalizing
1: on I guess they're just returning yeah but
0: right. I'm slightly you know about the fact that they seem to be expunging Ninja Theory's uh, DMC they're taking Kinda, only yeah, their yeah. Re-
1: They're taking the art style in a sense Because when I first saw the trailer I thought Hey Dante cut his hair I thought so Until he mm. had the metal arm coming up And everything
2: Now to me it feels like You already did the best DMC game With the guys from Ninja uh, Yeah exactly yeah. And like This is Capcom being Capcom It's like Okay we've already milked the teats Of Street Fighter And Marvel vs Capcom And what also next? Resident Evil yeah. What else do we have That we haven't abused yet Oh hey DMC yeah. Let's try this shit again because it's like, it's not as if they're going to make another lost planet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's never uh, going to happen nope, again. Nope. That was a thing. That was a thing. They had three of those, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, I mean... Um, okay, but I'm, yeah, I'm on the same boat. I don't really hope that's all right. But yeah. I look at it, it's like, you know what? If, if they do a good job, can't wait. But yeah. if not, it's like, the thing is, I'm, I don't look forward to this because to me, it just feels like... Well, at least with DMC, it was a sincere a
1: sincere attempt to do something different and re- refresh the brand. Whereas this is like, hey, it's
0: everything you liked.
1: It's like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, cool. we just have to make sure that you guys should stop bitching and what Because that's the yeah. problem. Is like, It
0: was literally, that's why I'm a bit hesitant because it looks like it's appealing uh, whiny fanboys. To, ni- to, yeah. to the
1: majority. Yeah. It's not, not catering even majority, to the fanboys no, who to don't... To
0: the vocal sh- minority. Because mm. I feel like DMC was done bad because it was a solid game made by people who genuinely care about making a good title Yeah, mm-hmm. but it wasn't given a chance because the dude had black hair yeah that, that f- was, that was fuck a shitty
2: problem with, with people like, like him yeah. literally yeah you guys ruined it thank yeah. you fuck you who, anybody who thinks DMC is a bad game you're an idiot I said it okay so anyway <laughs> Uh, how it is? Let's just wrap up all our E3 talk let's as excited as we are. Yeah, I yep. mean,
0: let's. we could probably spend an entire episode talking about it, but we have other stuff to discuss. Yes, definitely. So, uh, let's very quickly each say our favourite game from E3, starting with John.
1: Definitely Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. Well, I already <laughs> mentioned my thoughts, more or less. It's nice to see a nice open-world samurai slash ninja game set in a historical period with such beautiful art style and hopefully a great music and
0: a lot of great gameplay too. What I did like was that all the Japanese people were speaking uh, Japanese and then all the Mongols were speaking Mongolian. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I mean, it was all in English. No, Sorry, that's what I meant. The Japanese were speaking English, so you definitely felt like, yes, you were kowtowing to the fact that you need to understand what's going on, but you still felt like you were fighting a foreign invader, which I thought was a nice touch.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then for those who are purists, there's actually a Japanese uh, audio, you know, you get option for the final game. If you want to keep it as modern, as, as historical as you can get, you can just turn that on. Dr. Shafiq? Elder Scrolls 6 was announced.
0: <laughs> oh my fucking god. It's a title with just a scrolling nice crown so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy... That mm-hmm. I'm so glad I was home alone because the noise I made was so <laughs> inappropriate.
1: Oh man! You, you, you How many times did you come, Tom? <laughs> after hearing that new piece of news? Uh, Six times in tradition with all the Elder Scrolls yes What
0: was for every uh, interaction? He does. <laughs> he did name his penis Daggerfall. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad I know that. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so. is but, that your game of E3? Because I think that's a bit. That's my hype moment of E3. That and was the my thing hype moment, is, yeah. Like. Compared to everything else that was announced, to me it was like cool, yeah, mm, meh. And then when they just showed you like that opening screen title of Elder Scrolls Six, and uh, especially the way they introduced it, so very nonchalantly, it was like just
0: like Todd Howard saying, "Oh yeah, there was a, that other thing you're wondering about. Well, here it is."
2: And he just walks away, and then like, oh, and, oh, okay, oh, so they're gonna do something. Maybe I don't know. Let's speculate and have hashtags. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: but it's like to me, it's just. It's just nice to be kind of reassured that, oh, they are working on it. Yeah. You Along with I mean?
1: the other many projects they're releasing like this year and the year after that. Maybe I will play that stupid card game. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, <And> I won't. <laughs> they said that <laughs> it's Or even the online RPG. They yeah. Return to-, to Tamriel. Yeah. No, okay. yeah.
0: <laughs> they referred to it as next-gen. So, and there was some talk in the Microsoft camp that they're in architecture mode for their next-gen console. Mm-hmm. So Consoles. <laughs> console, plural. plural. So, maybe next E3 we'll see concepts and then the year after that we'll see the launch of whatever the next one is and I know that uh, Sony Playsta- is three years away from the next PlayStation yeah that's not so said. soon it's there not will so be soon. another console generation there right? will, yeah. they will be, but, but that obviously might, not so that soon that might be the very last one I think after that they'll go modular so yeah, what else can you go with this yeah, yeah so you'll have to go with you get the easy swap graphics card easy swapped, uh processors or you can just get a PC which is already doing that <laughs> but then how do you make money by game pass Ah, there you go. Yeah,
2: like having Netflix type stuff. Yeah, so
0: maybe we'll see uh, Elder Scrolls Six in three years' time. It will be like a launch title, and if that is, I will spend all my money if I can get like an advanced copy.
2: Mm, I would hope so too.
0: Yeah. But your, your favourite game, like actual full game, which will come out in the next year or so.
2: That looks like legit. Yeah. Legit and you can probably play
1: it this year or even bunk. next year. The
2: thing is, I, like, yeah. I'm always ready for another CD Projekt Red game. Because the, those guys can do no wrong. Exactly. the track record they have, which are 1, 2, 3, which is not a
1: lot. But you know what? Stellar. They're all three. great games. All great all games. All great, game, great games.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was going to be my answer as well. Oh, so- sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, I thought you were going to say something like maybe Fallout 76. Okay, here's now th- with online. Here's the thing,
0: <laughs> I. It looks like it's gonna be fun, and I like that it's not gonna replace Fallout 4 because I'm still playing the main okay. campaign of Fallout 4. But it looks like it will be a nice like little time waster. I just need to make sure I have friends to play with this time. Actually, so you motherfuckers better be getting Fallout 76 as well. I will, No, oh. <laughs> the online is
1: actually optional. If you want to play it single player, like how f- Fallout 4 and 3, go ahead. It's just that if you want to team up people. You got an option. I mean, Thank you, Todd Howard. If <laughs> they if they do it like
2: Dark Souls, where like oh there's another per- person running around the wasteland and you don't really need to deal with him, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, you don't have to. But I would stay. hate if they do it like Metal Gear. Like oh wait, here's a guy who's attacking your base. You need to defend
1: your base. Like ah,
2: oh, I, I, I I'm to play the story. Yeah. I want to know what's going on. There's this is Deathclaw. Can I can
1: I
0: bring a Deathclaw to his and house? And to be honest, it's nice to <laughs> yeah. see
1: Fallout 20 years after you know what the hell happened and also, because every be game nukes. Like, yeah.
0: You can drop a nuke on someone's head.
1: There's like 12 of them usually in every single map and whatnot. Yeah,
0: yeah, and also I like the fact that if it's online it's only dozens of other players not hundreds of motherfuckers that you yeah. have to deal with. It's like then we're again, dealing
1: maybe 12 or what, 14 or 16. I, mean, I think it must have like 20, work.
0: 30 people and it's meant to be four times larger than Fallout 4. Okay, mm, okay. Like so of that. No, but like
2: what I was going to say was like, do you think the MMO like kind of model would work for again like Fallout? Maybe
1: not. Uh, you can't this do can't really call it an MMO. It's like, not massive. This is more like, I guess, I online-ish? Think, I think
0: yeah. online, it can work, especially since it's the early stages of rebuilding. I think later, Fallout isn't quite worthwhile because that's when civilization is starting to build up yeah, a little bit more. Yeah.
2: I would say this. like, If you want this to really work, especially in the Fallout universe, you got to just copy the best version of this game, which is Borderlands 2. Yeah. Just do it like that. Where it's like, you know... Uh, it's like you can have your own solo campaign, but if you're gonna do side quests with guys, it has to be it has yeah. to be
0: co-op uh, focus rather than uh, PvP. Yeah, and
2: you need to really focus on the drop in drop out because the thing is, you don't want to force somebody along on your fucking quest. I <laughs> mean, they
0: did mention that uh, whenever you join another friend's game, all your progression comes with you, hmm. so that's good. So they'll skill the enemies. Yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not sure, but it just means that you know you don't lose anything by joining a different thing. You're not server bound, and also you don't lose yeah. everything when you die which is like, thank you. You're doing survival games properly.
1: Like Borderlands. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there we <go>. like Borderlands. <laughs> Death is just an inconvenience.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, since you took survival of 27.7, 7, I'll choose the next game. Like, honestly, Anthem doesn't look that bad. You're into it? It it looks like it's enjoyable. You I, like you like the javelin designs, don't you? The, the javelins were nicely designed. They I like that they all look like they play differently. I like that you can own all the suits. So you're not saying, "Oh, I'm stuck with uh, the squishy dude or the fat motherfucker." I yeah. get to choose whichever one I want to be at that particular time. The music design is awesome. Like it's for the first time since Mass Effect Two that we have some awesome Bioware soundtracks going mm-hmm. on. Okay, it looks
1: promising. I mean, it looks. Pray to God, EA doesn't fuck it up. Yeah. It, all. It
0: also, it looks like they're doing what Destiny should have been. It looks much. Destiny, Destiny yeah. Two actually. Yeah. Uh, It looks like, uh, you know, you get better feedback from like all the weapons you fire and, you know, I have a soft spot for jetpacks, like every nerd. And you get to fly everywhere. Hey,
1: it's fun to fly around, dude. Especially in this kind of universe. I mean, we only saw like, what, a forest and there was ice, right, if I recall? The Tundra area-ish? It
0: was definitely, uh, there were songs playing during Fire and Ice.
1: I mean, you know, like, and then you got underground cabins and stuff. So hopefully you get to see more and more different diverse locations, locales yeah. to fire and kill monsters in yeah. in the near future.
0: Yeah. Although I'm kind of worried they're going to make me pay for cosmetics. They will. Yeah, they, yeah. Will. they will. But they did say no loot boxes, so I'm going to just remind them if they start popping up.
2: You know what's going to be really annoying? When they just find a different term, but they don't call it loot boxes because it's the same thing. Anyway. Yeah. It's gonna be random boxes packs. Of <laughs> yeah, there you go. Random
1: packs.
0: Yeah. So I think that ends our E3 talk yep. and uh, E3 in general. Yeah. So thank you, you wonderful uh, once a year hype machine. Uh, Thanks for the memories, but I yeah, can't wait crazy. to be disappointed by ninety percent of what was shown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just know. like every other E3. Just I And like Assassin's Creed might be fun. Like I like that you can play as a lesbian just going around being inappropriate to people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So
2: instead of like A blade in the wrist It's just like this really prim- Primeval Stop it
0: Stop it Stop it I know what you're about to say It's a primeval spear Hey <laughs> Cuphead's
2: gonna get DLC Oh you know? yeah So let's just end right now <laughs>
0: You get to play a cup girl uh, Yay
2: Progressive cups <laughs> Yes. <Yeah.
0: laughs> that sounds like a uh, Like a team She'll probably die one hit that But her five power's good like a
2: bra For your modern feminist There you go <laughs> And on that note underwire and all we shall uh, take a quick break yep. and then we're gonna come back with a more animated talk with Aggretsuko and in the Credibles 2 <laughs>
1: The Red School, Agretuko. Agretuko. school. Yep.
2: Probably yeah. my favourite thing on Netflix right now yeah. Second to Kimmy Schmidt And yeah. maybe your
1: favourite thing of this year hopefully Maybe
2: Yeah definitely This is yeah. my contender for probably one of the best TV shows to come to uh, the streaming platform in a yeah. long
0: time So since you love it so much please give us a short rundown of what Agretsuko is She is a very cute uh, red panda who works in an office but she gets pissed off and then she needs
2: to cut death metal <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's all you that's need that's to know need That's to all you need to
1: know And it's such a beautiful show I mean for its, for its length and everything 15 minute episodes. Because I think the surprising thing about
2: a show like A Good At School, besides the novelty factor of like, oh, cute panda who turns like death metal, but it's actually one of the
1: best slice of life office culture shows I've seen in a while yeah. since yeah. The Office. Yeah. There's <laughs> actual depth in this show for just 10 episodes. Yes.
0: Like even, you know, the caricatures have depth. Yeah. Like uh, director Han, who, who, is is Hulk Hulk, who is literally a chauvinist pig.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ton, yeah.
0: Has... Has a level of growth where he actually, you know, gets really real with uh, Aggretsuko, especially in the last episode when he's like, you know, accounting is not like life. You can't pay more out than you get in because eventually you end up with a deficit. Mm -hmm. Talk about her own personal life. Oh, you actually do care about it, even though you call her a silly little girl.
2: Because, you know... Japan man's planes all the time and you yeah. don't realise it. <laughs> yeah. That's the
0: thing people start to think about Japan it's still heavily sexist.
1: That's also the dear character or Tsunoda.
2: Maybe they're just a- being Japanese. Yeah. Because the thing is like uh, one thing we have to also kind of mention that this is very much steeped in Japanese culture. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Japanese, Japanese office Japanese work culture. culture. Yeah. It's, you know? it's little shits like I kind of knew but I didn't know that you had a uniform you dressed into. Some
2: of that's some of the places you work at. Because yeah. the thing
0: yeah. is right I mean you need to also kind of explain
2: to a lot of people who aren't weebs, what a salary man is, mm-hmm. you know, or like in this case, a salary woman. Yeah. And if anything, is like, um, one thing I love that's very endearing about School is basically how endearing it is to work life in Asia where it's all about clocking in and clocking out and doing your best every damn day and that is the totality of your existence if you did not work out anything else in your life as well
1: as dealing with office politics as
2: well as dealing with office politics because like any good show it's not just the lead but the cast of characters yeah
0: everyone has their own little role to play like uh, Feneco who's uh, this tiny little fennec fox <laughs> who is totally not all about the drama but she totally wants to you know, learn yeah, everything yeah. about it. We and have it, a busy body in every yeah. single workplace we great, are in.
2: There's
1: one prefix we can add to every one character is we all know somebody like that. Tsunoda mm-hmm. <laughs> the deer, she's the herself of course. Of but course. she actually gets explained a bit more about why she does that yeah. in the later episodes. And
0: she is like so unbelievably uh, saccharine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Even more so than uh, the
1: overbearing hippo. Of oh god! <laughs> yes. What's the name? It's or something. i f- I got the name. You know, it's a Ipon. Yeah. Yeah. The Epon? What? It's a T S U name. Subo? No, no. That's a lizard girl. Um. Damn, but right, there that two with uh, Oh a Subo. Teeth. Subo, yeah. Subo. Suzanne yeah. Susan Boyle. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should stop right now. But yeah, and if anything, I mean, I
0: don't know. Are you a fan of The Office? Not really, because English as I am, I have a hard time with cringe humor. How about the American office? I
2: hate it <laughs> <laughs> because you're English. Yeah, exactly. And then you have something like a good at school. And the thing is like I want to maybe start a conversation with you basically like. How different is Asian office culture with more European office culture?
0: Uh, I mean, I've not really been into a super Asian office, but I have seen elements like, for example... I mean, you work in Singapore for a couple of years. Yeah, already. but for an American company, so mm, okay. it's very much more American culture, which I have, where you have oh, your, okay. your guaranteed 15 minute break, your hour lunch.
1: So you've never worked in an Asian style office or a Singaporean office? I've
0: worked for Asian bosses. The kind where you know you go home and then at 10 p.m. they say, Hey, can you do this last thing? It's like it's 10 p.m. on a Friday, leave me the fuck alone. Fine, and, <laughs> and that's the
2: difference because, like, for an Asian guy, if your boss calls you at 10 p.m. and asks you to do something right now, you gotta do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely, uh, because have the, we have the iron rice bowl culture here where it's yeah. like whatever the boss wants, we kind of kind of cater to them despite anything. And there's like the strange thing because the thing is, I watched this with my girlfriend mm-hmm. and she's like, Why didn't she just quit? And then I need to kind
1: of like re explain to her, like. She can't. This yeah. is
0: her livelihood.
1: Yeah, you know, five you know, years of her livelihood in that same office, going through the daily it's grind. It's
0: damn hard to transfer, and you know she's not you know done a lot of like special stuff to you know pump up her CV to transfer.
2: And if anything, I mean, this is basically the respite of every person growing up in Asia, because you go through the school system, and then basically after that, you know, if you're a guy in Singapore, you got national service. Yeah. But most of the people is like once you graduate, time to start your career. Whatever career you find, that's your life. That's. Yeah. That's the, the basic, you know, description of you forever. And also,
0: it shows another aspect of much more contemporary Japanese culture is that you are really fucking alone. Most of your life. <laughs> I and mean, like, she lives alone, she like she has office friends but she doesn't really hang out with him afterwards. Yeah. But and she, a
1: few friends are like few and far between. Yeah. They're, like traveling, sh- like the cat girl. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And also probably one of the most realistic uh depictions of office romance. Yes. Yeah. Like is he into me? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's kinda busy too.
1: Oh yeah, that's with the Red Sasuke, the other Red Panda later oh, yes, okay. mm.
2: There you go. And like, I mean, the thing that I really enjoy most is like, okay, besides the death metal, mm-hmm. which, you know, as a death it, metal guy. It's solid death metal. Kind of yeah. legit. Kind of legit. It's kind of there. Because I mean, like, to me, like, if you want to be pedantic about the instrumentation and the music, it's uh, like a very heavy kind of rock. Yeah. No, but yeah. okay. Uh, I would say more like, um, this is very similar to another show that kind of appeared a couple of years ago, which is uh, Detroit Metal City. Ooh, yes. Which is like, you know, show. very similar in themes about identity, very similar in themes about what people perceive of you and what... You want people to, to perceive you by, and also at the same time you falling into under the trappings of societal norms and expectations. And then like, whereas the DMC really plays with the fact that you know a, even a wimpy nerdy indie pop guitar player could front an amazing death metal, yeah, yeah. the most hardcore person alive in that scene. Whereas like something like Agoratsiko is like, yeah, that is the perfect depiction of repression, absolutely, and like just the need to explode. When you're given the chance, you know, because the thing is, like, there's something strange about Japanese culture where they kind of like they realize this about their people, and like, there's literally cafes in Japan where, like, oh, you just come here, you pay five dollars, and you can break all the plates you want. That's awesome. Yeah, or you can come to this place and you can flip all the tables. you Yeah. Want. <laughs> I don't know. Like when I watch *Good at School*, it's like the thing is
0: we have to also kind of address the fact that this
2: is a surreal character.
0: Yeah, it was the most amazing thing. When I was watching the intro um, credits. It was like created by Sanrio. What? Yes.
2: The people behind Hello Kitty, Bad Bats Maru, Kurufi, and Gudetama, yeah, and Gudetama. Gudetama which is currently their thing. So I think, like, Gudetsuko and Gudetama are the two new properties out now, right?
1: Like, for the past, I mean, Gudetsuko was this year and then Gudetama was last year. Or like, a couple years that, back, right. Yeah. 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 So we is,
0: first had depression and then we got anger. There you go. Emotions
1: that's really,
2: uh, you talked know, about. talked about, especially in Japanese culture. Yeah. And I think, like, no, this is a very interesting, uh, the, the the thing that's most interesting about Agretsuko is like this is very non-traditional it's really different from what Sanrio usually pushes out yeah. it's not
1: like a character that's saturated I mean of course uh, the design for Retsuko is cute enough at, on its own oh, but so cute. the story <laughs> it it's, is so adorable but especially story,
0: when she
2: gets angry and
0: yeah, it looks like she's wearing devil, black metal yeah. makeup yeah and <laughs> then like her mouth becomes this weird like uh, shape that's DMC
1: actually right there okay but yeah. the story they tell it's yeah it's part depressive but at the same time super relatable yeah super relatable per se
2: and i will say like this is probably like this is japan opening up to me it's like it's very rare that you see something that is i don't think it's like geared towards a western audience
1: but it's like a part of japan that exists that they address and that they can get by because they've used to work before in a shitty cubicle job or even Mm -hmm. a overworked cubicle job don't forget japan is the one that actually created the whole Cubicle? Karoshi, if yeah. I recall. The Karoshi thing where death from overwork, if I recall.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: And the, the thing is, right, there, there might be a sweet irony to all of this that if you were to go behind the scenes and see the animators of this They're show probably walking mm, over just churning, miles. like, 20-hour days, trying yeah. to, like, make sure that the fox looks cute in all the scenes. And, but the thing is, then you can kind of attach a certain amount of sincerity, like, yep, whoever animated this was probably suffering too. Absolutely. <laughs> And, like, not purest form of expression, but, you know.
0: Who's your favorite character?
2: Uh, let's go itself. She is my spirit animal. <laughs> Me too. My f- other
0: favorite is the uh, gym teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, protein! Protein! protein. protein.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, God, it's so okay. good.
1: Watching her do yoga. Oh huh, man.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did like Wakashimi, the secretary at one The point. literal secretary, the, the bosses secretary? around the, the secretary who bosses around the big boss. Basically. We all have that. The, we all the, know that person. The
0: fucking CEO. Yes,
1: we all have that too. Mhm. I mean,
0: yeah, if anything, uh,
2: it's very it's not on the nose. I think that's the one thing I love about a yeah. school, and also at the same time, it represents a very Japanese, uh, mindset. Mhm. like, I think for the first time, is like. I don't know. I mean, like, what I appreciate about this especially is it doesn't seem that it's pandering to
1: any specific audience. No, I it's mean, just telling its own story about work culture it's and also, the girl trying to break through of
0: that. It's not obtuse as well It's that. Yes, it's definitely geared towards a Japanese audience, but I have the barest connection to Japan possible, and I was still able to understand. I understand that you know there are work parties, work mixers, single nights, which are also company related. Yep, it's like. Wow, you just can never leave. I mean, it's one of those uh, feudal uh, serfdom.
2: You got to think about it this way because the thing is, right, Japanese people... And the thing is, right, people think that it's imposed on them. It's not. This is just the way their culture is that they've evolved to a point where getting out at 5 a.m. and like leaving the office at 8 p.m. is normal. Yeah, And And to do anything else is like, you know, who are you trying to be different?
0: Yeah, and it gets to the point where you get blitz drunk on a work day, and come back still at five a.m. Yeah, just and right as rain. You have to yeah. be all right the next and day. And living in
2: Singapore, you've seen that firsthand. Oh, I have. That's how we get down too. Because the thing is, like, we work crazy work days, and like all we have is a weekend. You know yeah. what else can you do? Because like the thing is, as much as a lot of Westerners think that Japan is like some magical country full of anime and robots, no, there's mm-hmm. a dark side to there's, it. Dude. There's a reality that also yeah. kind of exists that you know permeates underneath. That veneer.
0: yeah. It's so, like they've only changed their feudal overlord things into like putting a shirt and tie on instead. Yeah.
2: The one thing, not say a complaint, right, is like I would say the one thing that they kind of missed out on is like kind of uh, maybe galvanizing the Japanese work ethic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because like what would make the show really interesting, right, is like you see all of them in this office setting and yeah. you see basically how they all interact with each other. But if we were to like maybe see like what do they do? What is that job that it is that they're doing? And the thing is, right, despite all the negative connotations of like you know uh, the pressure cooker that is Japanese uh, office culture, right, a lot of them actually do take satisfaction in having a good day's work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that's kind of missing, which cause like, I think for to people... To show the result, is it? Not just that, because like, like when people look at this and they're not aware of like the Japanese office culture, they'll be more like, oh, everything is just a shithole there. Everybody's just suffering. It's like, not quite. You see, because then like, it's very hard to explain away the fact like so why do they still have that job because they
0: like their job
2: it's just unfortunately you know like there are a lot of
0: factors which make it less fun
2: it's like yeah. what Satra says hell is other people you yeah. know, you know like, if you if Agretsuko didn't have to deal with those assholes and she just was allowed to just do her job totally different
0: story yeah, I mean, you know, happy panda to the point mm. where which the, I wouldn't mind, kind of cute too. They <laughs> they go so far as to not show the sure work that works, like even when uh, Tuburn is like showing off like the things I done wrong, yeah. there's nothing written in. She's so just pointing at like black box <laughs> saying yes. that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, huh?
2: Yeah, so I mean, that's the thing. I kind of like. I mean, maybe it's also an artistic choice because they want to ma- make it so like it's not about the office, it's not about the work, it's about the people that you're surrounded with yeah. that you cannot escape from. But that, you have to deal with them. Basically. That is the little human zoo that she lives in. So it's like, oh, okay, you know. But also at the same time, I don't know, I mean like Tom, what about you? Like maybe what would be like a Western kind of uh, parable that you can maybe compare this to? Because it's like
0: I don't think like
2: you Western office culture is something that would be like comic book worthy, right?
0: No, I mean it was already done with The Office and you can tell that it's not that much to say because it was only two seasons long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because there's less of an Emphasis on the work, especially in the UK, it's more about you know growing up and the life around it. Yeah, like the job is like the thing you disappear to for a little bit, but it's more about your home life. Yeah, so I'd say that's why in betweeners struck such a goddamn chord Mm. because everyone has those weird experiences Mm. growing up when you're not quite popular enough to be a popular kid, but you're not you know so awful that you're like you know an outcast. You're just like the weird in between life. I was. Almost in between, like I was slightly a bit more like the, uh, the ostracized part, but
2: basically, like the story of the guys going through their gap years. Right? Yeah, yeah. Before you're an adult, this is your last chance to do something like young and foolish for a while. Exactly. And then you have
1: something like a which is basically you never had that chance. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no. What about you? This total. This show totally reminds me of my time in the Japanese company, um, PR job and everything. Mm-hmm. Everything just with dealing with the Japanese folks in Tokyo, up to <sighs> the how our main local offices. And how much they everywhere. fucking love meetings. Yes. I can't stand they yeah. it.
2: It's they love like, it. They love meetings. <laughs> yeah. Too
1: many of those, dude.
2: Oh they love God. organizing meetings at 8 a.m. and arriving at 9 a.m. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Like you said that you wish they kind of showed the work a little bit more. Yeah. They showed that a little bit with Doctor Ton. Yeah. I it you.
1: was the last episode or the second last. Well, it took him oh. well to a while to get few there. Because
0: yeah. they paint him as like a guy who only makes his subordinates work because he, like, a recurring joke is he's going <sighs> I'm so busy as he's swinging his golf club, getting ready to go. Like, I'm so split. busy,
1: smack club. Yeah, I'm so busy. But
0: then, when it comes to crunch time, he is actually doing the work, and he's working like a fucking machine. Yeah. Like he's just like doing calculations. There is faster. a
2: reason he's in charge.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like and I like that. Yeah, they added depth to a character we're supposed to hate. Yeah, in a sense so, like all the good villains. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Precisely. I mean, there's
1: not really a true villain in this, right? No, Maybe I mean, the hippo. <laughs> oh no, even then... Kabaye. Kabaye is the name of the hippo. Okay. Kabai, yeah.
0: But then uh, she gets arrested for being a spy. Which is like the weirdest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially for her to not be in the workplace. Oh, yeah. Did we mention this is a Japanese
2: animation? Of course it gets a little yeah. bit surreal it's and like, weird. Yeah.
0: The thing is, this only works as a Japanese anime. And I put emphasis on Japanese. Mm-hmm. Because I, I love how anime has this like exaggerated look at life. Where yeah. even minor things become this super blown out thing. Which is like... Calm down. It's just a pickle jar. <laughs> but you have like big bees of sweat, and like people are breaking their restaurant trying to open it. You do not
2: understand the brevity that is that pickle jar. <laughs> <so>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's beautiful. Like honestly, this is nine of ten for me.
1: This is a lovely show. Yeah. I mean, everyone should at least even even those who don't even like anime at all, they should at least watch how this unfolds. This not is just brilliant, an episode, anime I mean, like, but This more is more like, like on the levels of flash. Animation. Okay, flash animation. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Basically. animated show but it's a really good one like you gotta show it to non-people who don't even like animation per se yeah that. it's something that we can all relate to
0: yeah especially you know the one where um, Retsuko gets really drunk <laughs> and then it's just a go throw up and it's a death screen she's throwing up
1: <laughs> or how about the one before <laughs> that Um, the one where they had the company party as well oh uh, then... yeah
0: and she does it so loud that her entire uh, office just gets oh, blown bait. yeah
1: <laughs> but not before a ton does a rap battle yeah, with her
0: yeah he's a he spits some bad bars, you <laughs> <laughs> Making fun of the yeah, Tsuko and everything. Like, I mean, I don't speak and Japanese I he can
1: hear it rhyme. Yeah, yeah. And this is how clever he was at actually trying to bait her to say what he wanted to hear from her. Yeah. Which he suspected her of ratting,
2: her out, uh, ratting him out. Yeah. Literally ratting yeah. from yeah. the rat. Okay, so what is your number rating, sir?
1: Pretty high, actually. Um, I guess between an 8 and a 9 or so. I'm oh, sure like an 8.5. Eight point point five. <laughs> 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 I, I know, I know. I, we don't like, we shouldn't use decimals, but... I, I liked what I saw. Okay, okay. totally. Well, I'll, and I'll totally recommend it to everyone who has who really
2: I'll, needs to see this show. I will recommend this show to every uh, working girl, every office lady out there Absolutely. Who, who needs something that they can relate to and that's kind of cute and you can wear on a t shirt. Yeah. So for me, like, uh, A Great School, season one, six point six six upon 10. Definitely. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah, like I'll ever give anything a 9.
1: <laughs> there will be a day, turn it upside down, it's a 999. <laughs> No, mine.
2: <laughs> uh but yeah this is definitely one of the most uh, like the thing is uh, why I enjoyed this more is because the other Netflix show that I was looking forward to uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt decided to be a half season so hmm. I can't include it into my best of this year even though the four or six episodes that came out was kind of stellar
0: alright so uh, that wraps up uh, talk about uh, Aggretical and speaking of little cute things uh, Incredibles 2 <laughs>
1: Nice segue, sir. (laughs)
0: Because the baby is fucking adorable and terrifying. And
1: dangerous as fuck.
2: Oh, yeah. So 14 years later, we finally get the Incredibles 2 sequel. 50 years later, we finally get a good Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: too. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. The Incredibles 2 starts literally seconds after the ending of Incredibles 1. If you remember it. Which I did, thankfully. So uh, I wasn't kind of worried. I really wanted to watch it before. Uh, the first one before I watched this one, but okay. I couldn't find the time because, you know, the World Cup started and I had to watch that instead. Yeah, that's
2: going on right now you yeah. yeah. speak. Go Belgium.
0: <laughs> Yay! Uh,
1: so, yeah, the story is uh, right after what happened, there was an Underminer attacking wanted to rob a bank and then the Incredibles family had basically saved, do the job Yeah, they did the, the
0: job, but... Um,
1: At the cost of, you know, a lot of destruction in the city. Yeah,
0: so they got get arrested and... Uh, and apparently
1: they put up the they put up the ban again for superheroes. Yeah,
0: and well, it's, it's still it's still in place. That's oh. why they were arrested because it's illegal. And uh, you know, if you remember, the house was destroyed, so there's no one to live. They're living out of a motel. The agency that was trying to like, keep them going, that's been shut down. So they're really left alone. Mm-hmm. So. Then they're approached by this rich uh, telecoms guy saying, "Oh, we love superheroes. I really want to bring them back, and we're going to do it by giving you little cameras into your suits, so to give you good PR, yeah. basically. All right, we're going to make your image better. So, rather than just seeing the destruction and you, you see the entire exploits,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're going to choose Elastigirl." Instead of Mr. Incredible, and the
1: reasoning was actually kind of funny.
0: Oh yeah, because Mr. Incredible, he's a big, dumb, strong guy, so of course he just destroys everything. Whereas she can, you know, do stuff without, you know, a lot of collateral damage.
1: A little bit of finesse and class, yeah. And, what and she it's,
0: does. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. But then, uh, you know, they have to choose between, you know, doing that or being homeless. Yeah. So they choose that. And what's interesting about the choosing Last is that it's exploring, which is very much a modern phenomenon. Where you have the stay-at-home father and the woman who goes off to work, yeah. and it's still not really accepted anywhere, really. And this film explores that concept very well, because you know, in the previous film, she was a stay-at-home mother and he was the one who went off and worked. Because they
2: had
1: to
0: retire, it was forced retirement. They forced to retirement. retirement. He yeah. started to work for insurance, and yeah, uh, you know, she became a stay-at-home mum.
1: There was an argument where whether Bob should actually go back to his insurance job or not. Yeah.
0: Well, he wouldn't be able to go back to insure care. Because okay, maybe another. You he know, literally yeah. broke him in half. Oh yeah, boss. the boss.
1: Yes, yes. Played by Wallace Sean.
0: <laughs> yeah, great. And um, part of the movie is um, uh, Elastic Girl, voiced by Helen Hunter, doing her exploits as uh, you know the new Helen superhero. Helen Hunter or Helen Hunter? Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt, sorry. <laughs> uh, and but most of the movie is uh, Mr. Incredible dealing with life at home, and uh, he is in over his head. Yeah. Because not only does he have, you know, Violet, who's who sounds a lot like Michelle Wolf, even though it's not voiced by Michelle Wolf. She's getting even more precocious, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, if you remember, which you probably don't. At the end of the first movie, she gets asked out by the boy that she had the hot on in the she first movie. She finally
2: changed her hairstyle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but he unfortunately he sees her in the superhero suit unmasked, yep. so his memory gets wiped, and so he forgets all about her, and so she gets stood up on her date. Oh, and okay. so she's angry teenage girl who just got dumped, but well, dumped, uh-huh. and so she hates everything.
2: So she's Lady Bird who can turn invisible, <laughs>
0: kinda, but she and shoot force field projectiles. But she's much more sympathetic than Lady Bird.
2: But here's the thing, right? Uh, does it also kind of maybe? Mimic what's going on with today's technology. Does she have a hand, like a mobile no, phone? It's, or anything? No, it's this not,
0: is, is still this back. S- this it's is still very, back in the sixties, right? I think it's more like seventies, eighties. Okay, so they,
2: they kept in touch with like their timeline. It's like case,
0: yeah. re- retro futuristic. Uh, yeah. but that's the main thing about what made incredible so good, is that there was a very good art uh, sensibility going on. Mm-hmm. They still kept it continue in tune, here. Yeah, yeah. It was like it's. It looks like futuristic, but in a very retro sense. Where it's like, so this is what people thought the future was going to be, where you have a lot of big CRTs or just really big clear CRT monitors right there. I mean, here.
2: like, does the animation, like, it's <laughs> definitely
1: way better looking. Of course, of course. More, more animated, well better, well detailed, but, nothing, but still keeping to that same style. So nothing really jarring, really. right? Yeah, because then, they know. kept
0: the same render farm, but upgraded the CPUs, so, yeah. you know. Possibly, you could yeah. put it up Or better. the GPUs. Yeah. Because, C- like, yeah.
1: I mean, you look at basically everyone's hair, it's like, I think everything just works... Individually, it's for yeah. any animation uh, studio
0: animation wise it looks fantastic the action sequences everything still hold up. oh yeah oh yeah they do there's this one long chase scene which again it's not a single it's not a single shot because it's an animation but it is it is one continuous shot of watching her on a motorcycle chasing a runaway train and it's so intense and it really just drags you in where she does this weird thing where she can stretch and then like make the motorcycle jump by like, stretching it and boomerang herself up onto higher ledges basically
1: like a- the motorcycle of gets split to two yeah. tailor to her abilities okay that's cool yeah that's pretty cool
0: yeah we see her really expand her move repertoire like she's able to glide because you know she becomes a big kite
1: <laughs> we don't really see that often in the first <laughs> film the flying scroll yeah. move but this one is <laughs> yeah. yeah the flying squirrel move yes and this <laughs> one is like hey wanna see what Elastico oh, can she- do She's on there a train and is
0: going through a tunnel, and there's like no separation. She just becomes like a super flat thing that's like stuck on the side of a train. Like, yeah,
1: isn't it cute that the, the Reed Richards character is a woman yeah. in this situation? Yeah, it is.
0: And that's an important. <laughs> the
1: Marvel has to whole put everything together because that's That's an stuff. important
0: point because this is definitely a much more female led, female oriented movie. Okay. And, you know, there are lots of parts of the internet where you would hear that and go <gasps> like, you know, cue animal screeches. But, it works very, very well here because the main villain, spoilers. Shall we do spoilers? Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, this Cut is here. starting from now. Yeah, we're going to spoil Incredibles 2. So if you haven't seen it, uh, pause the podcast, go watch it and come back to this point. Yeah, it's only two hours long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a two hour long Pixar movie, my God. I didn't count the hours actually. Two hours it didn't feel five. that long No, actually. it didn't feel that long, but it's a two hour, five minute long movie. Mm. Yeah, renderings become so much cheaper than it was back in 97. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the main villain turns out to be the sister of the guy who tries to make him superheroes again. Okay. And motivations aside, it's very interesting to see these two women talk in the same room, and it's like
1: uh, they tried their best to relate to each other. In yeah, a sense. and
0: it's yeah. and it's not you know the standard traps you see when you have a lot of like female-led stuff where you have jealousy or like you know focuses on stuff which our pitfalls in other movies especially like fighting for. over a man yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's more just about like, and it's also not you know heavy handed hand is like oh men would ruin this Yeah, because we're doing so much better because women it's just like no it's just how it's just
1: towards that one goal where they want to make superheroes legal and relevant again
0: yeah and what's interesting is that uh, the villain is trying to bait her into saying oh you're so much better than Mr. Incredible like oh you used to live under his shadow like you know he was big but you weren't as big she's like no yeah, yeah, I didn't have my own theme tune, theme tune, but you know, I was my own stuff, and because uh, she was secure in her abilities, and she's not, you know, pandering to this thought that uh, you know she was repressed necessarily. Okay, and it was interesting.
2: I mean, what about you, Mr. Toth?
1: Uh,
0: well,
2: what are the themes that you saw?
1: <laughs> okay, the other other such theme is basically just seeing uh, Bob really trying to be a good parent, despite the fact that. In the end, he still needs Elastigirl to help him out, but at the same time, he really tries. I mean, you see him like waking up really early to make sure that Dash does his homework, making sure that tries even tries his best to hook up Violet with the boy because oh, yeah, of the memory. Try, yeah, trying that. to... Uh, Did you just say hook so, up Violet? Try to... Bring Violet together to say hi to the he's boy. He's trying to
0: salvage it but he makes it worse.
1: Yes. But you can see that he's really trying his best because so, you know, like he most gets fathers, all the tropes yeah, the of the building dead, basically. Yeah, yeah but mean, it's
0: actually done pretty all right here
1: in a sense. I mean I mean it's the same
0: old, same old. But. I would say... I'd say that's the emotional center point of this movie. Okay. Whereas before, uh, you know, he was off doing his you know, daring do when Helen was the one left behind trying to um, the family together yeah Yeah. and so it was like it was a great movie but it was still falling back on traditional stuff which isn't necessarily a shortcoming but just like you know, they weren't taking any risks But here. they do it like a montage in the first movie. Because in the first movie, he had the montage of him working out, losing weight, like picking up trains. Yeah. And there was much of a montage. No, there was actually. no montage. It was like, yeah. it was oh. actually... all continuous. So that's yeah. his arc. Yeah, it was actually dealing with the more like 48 hours in the life of being a stay-at-home father. Okay. Like, it's just
1: a few days. It's not like yeah, and it shows that things going on.
0: It's damn hard being a stay-at-home parent. Especially it's damn hard being a parent, period. Yeah. yeah. Because the thing is that... Um, Elastigirl will managed to handle it kind of because she had however many years of them being together where she could train to know how to you know handle teenage girl, preteen kid, and baby. I mean you have to
2: think about it this way like uh, people always complain that being a parent just stretches you too thin, but yeah she can really stretch. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> there you go. And if anything I mean like women can multitask. Yeah. yeah and also Hedge the whole stretching thing. And imagine if and you everything. can multitask and you can reach into any item in the, any room in your house. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And the thing is is because his uh, skill set is being able to hit shit very hard. Yes. like He can't do that with his kids. Yeah. So he's completely uh, not emasculated, but...
1: He has to actually think about ways yeah. to tackle it instead of tackling it head on.
0: Because also the issue in the last movie was that his way of dealing uh, with any kind of problem was like doing a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Which isn't great long term. You just, You kind of tend to be making the situation worse by doing what you're trying to do. So he's learning to have like a softer touch to how to approach problems. Okay.
1: We should bring <coughs> up Jack-Jack too as well. Oh yeah. I mean.
0: Jack-Jack, it was hinted in the last movie that he's got powers. Yeah. He has all, the all of the
2: powers. Yeah, He's Dr. Manhattan basically.
1: Yeah. And... Portal jumping, laser eye beams. Turns uh, into a little Monster, demon. yeah. Monster yeah. demon thing. Breeze uh, fire. What else and can he do? He can multiply. Oh, he can explode Like well.
0: Yeah, there's a moment where uh, because Naruto, <laughs> where uh, Mr. Incredible is just holding him, and then he's like going bop, bop, pop. There's only like 15 Jack jack so he's like, ah, no, I need to keep it all together. Like he's just picking up this huge pile of babies. Yeah. Like, it's definitely a metaphor for dealing with a toddler if you've never had to do it before. And Jack
1: Jack like, versus the raccoon—that was pretty good slapstick.
0: Oh yeah, it was like there was this big drawn up fight between Jack Jack and a raccoon. Really? Yeah. Why?
1: It's like um, yeah, it's just showing. It's just Pixar showing it's, off, basically. It's because. Action it, sequence, insert action the sequence The setup
0: here. is yeah. that Jack-Jack is watching TV and he's watching a robber, robber store. is where, like, there's... Like, okay. The, and he's a raccoon. And he's a raccoon. Uh, and it's like, because baby equates too,
2: to. Because Dora the Explorer, swiper, no swiping.
1: Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I didn't feel it was completely drawn out. I mean, I guess... It worked well. it was It was an action beat. You needed to, it was to add something there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, was,
0: okay. it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. So I mean,
2: like then the important question is basically, how does this stack up with the first Incredibles? And Incredibles, because the first Incredibles, not only did it did numbers, is like probably regarded as one of the best Pixar movies, best superhero movies the best superhero movies as well. And it, yeah, and it's like yeah, out the running joke here is like it's the best Fantastic Four movie that, you know, which isn't hard to do to be honest. Because you know, like compared to the three that does exist, no four actually. Yeah. 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 There you go. And if anything, um, like. Did you feel any sort? I mean, like, what was your expectation coming into this? It was
1: actually pretty high. I expect this to actually did it match your expectations? Kinda somewhat. I felt that with all the story beats that happened, (laughs) not even a what in the second, (laughs) somewhat, somewhat, yeah. But the second, the second film. Don't get me wrong, I loved it still. Yeah. But in terms of the first, where they explored like, what would Bob do in this particular era where superheroes are banned, doing this whole secret mission thing going on, compared to this where. Yep, we now got. We're now trying to bring heroes back, get the whole petition sign, everything. Mm. Because that. After in Civil seeing War. so many superhero films and all that <laughs> coming in, mm-hmm. it just felt like, not to say that Brad Bird is a bad writer or even a bad director. He's damn good, when doing animated stuff. But yeah, I could have felt that he could have actually done. It. I. This is kind of what I expected, in a sense. But I'm still. Like he kind of played it safe a little bit. Yes, right? he played it safe.
0: Yeah, I, I don't agree that he played it safe. I feel like there were. It's just, they were taking maybe steps in other directions. They were trying to explore not just a superhero movie, but it was very much, you know, a domestic uh, thing. It was talking about what would happen if the roles were reversed kind of thing, which is clever and also more fun because superhero baby, how the fuck do you handle a superhero baby?
2: Because I kind of agree maybe with uh, uh, Toffee and also with you, Tom, is basically like this movie is going to come with a lot of expectations because it's been 14 years since the last one. And the thing is, like, with all the superhero hype we've been having for the last 10 years since the first Incredibles, yep. people are thinking, like, you know what? If we are not limited by live actors and, like, motion cap... Like, w- you could just animate anything. Yep. How how amazeballs would an Incredibles 2 be in this day and age? And then they give you kind of, like, a nice little family drama at the same time? No, but no, it's
1: it's well-done family drama. It's but just, it doesn't maybe blow the first one away, right? Unfortunately, no. Not for me, at
0: the very yes. least. Well, no, no. I think it's, like, it's... Like it wants to tell a story and yeah. a very sincere. I mean, sense I of it. feel like it's it maybe not quite fair to compare the two because they're yeah. two films trying to do different things. Mm. Yes, it's a sequel, but it's we often complain when sequels try to be too much like the first film. Yeah. So I think we need to. It needs to hit that sweet spot. Yeah, at we the need very to least. applaud it that it is trying to be something different and it doesn't end on the same note. It doesn't, you know, have the same kind of villain. The yeah. villain is far more interesting and complex. Yeah, okay. Because this villain is not about direct confrontation. Because mm-hmm. if you remember, the first hero was—he's uh, just jealous of
1: was Jason Super Lee being yeah. Jason yeah, Lee. it
0: was—it <laughs> was toxic fandom. It's what happens when you love something so much and you feel like it disappoints you. You end up hating it and wanting to destroy it. Whereas this is more about someone who wants to, uh, you know, expose how weak it is and how superheroes hold us back. Okay, but that was the thing we're saying is that if we rely so heavily on these. Single individuals to you know keep us safe. Everyone else becomes too helpless to look after themselves. Okay, which was actually explored in a Powerpuff Girls episode. Yes, it was. Yeah, Yeah. when that that uh, cop tries to also explored in a lot of comic books. Yeah, like Civil War, literally. Civil War. (laughs) Yeah, basically that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that was something that was explored alongside the family drama, and it's maybe not as focused as the first movie it's a bit more because you have the two branching storylines which only mm. join up near the end near the end near the end because of what I but like, the first one wanted to be more of like an actual family romp and like tie it more closer together whereas this is trying to show how sometimes families have to separate to survive
3: like
2: uh, what I hear of, like I have friends who like reviewed the movie as well and like, a lot of them felt like this feels like two episodes of a TV show Okay, I, to,
1: I okay the story, yeah. the writing and everything maybe, but mm-hmm. in terms of production value, definitely not. I mean, like, but think
0: but of it this I mean, way: like, look at like Game of Thrones, like that's TV technically. That's TV
2: now, yeah. yeah. But uh, like, they say like instead of forcing an Incredibles two, they could have just made a TV show about this, mm-hmm. where you have the underlying family drama that kind of permeates through maybe season one, and like you end every two or three episodes with a nice big action set piece, and that way you can really tell this version of the Incredibles, where it's like. The, like what happens after the first movie because we're not going to go big or bombastic or we're not going to go like oh hey it's like you know like Infinity War happened we need to top that maybe because we're also Disney
0: it's but, because there's no big city destroying um, yeah. finale but it doesn't mean that you know the action is mm. less there's still action is still there it's just like you're seeing less you know destruction happening collateral wise in the wise. city
1: there's actually more destruction happening inside that set piece But like that was, ship Yeah, but that was the
0: point that the film was trying to make. Mr. Incredible is not chosen to be the guy to bring superheroes back because he is too... Destructive. Yeah. He's too much of a liability whereas Elastigirl is able to do more like, you know... um, More damage control and stuff. Yeah. but She's able to do stuff with zero casualties because she's able to, like, you know, finesse shit whereas... Mr. Incredible, lovely guy, but he's just a big dude who punches things hard.
2: Could this be maybe a very underhanded uh, shade thrown at like, the Superman movie or stuff? <laughs> I think so. Possibly, right? I,
0: it definitely is saying, yeah, it turns out you can't solve everything by punching things. Mm-hmm.
2: There you go. Yeah. And if anything, like sometimes you need a little bit of a woman's touch, right? Yeah. Hey. Although, finesse, a finesse. Although the day is saved by the baby. Did they say the baby? Yeah, of course. Just like in the first one too. <laughs> in sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. I remember that. You shouldn't have kidnapped that baby. You yeah. didn't know what he was up to.
0: Yeah. But so, like,
2: um, okay, like I want to address something with Mr. Puffy here. Like, Do you feel that maybe if it decided to go the other route and have a big bombastic, bigger, better, more blockbuster than the first one, maybe,
1: was that kind of at the back of your head? Like, were you walking into this? Not really. I just wanted something a little different. <laughs> I mean, I did like this Incredibles too and his story, but I feel like out of the back of my head, it's like Civil War, kind of, but not really. They're mm. just taking some things from different comics and different superhero films and then just making its own thing, which is fine and all. But in terms of like living up to what Incredibles did, especially when it was a movie yeah. where not many superhero yeah, films broke were big and ground, all that, yeah. broke the ground. I expected that groundbreaking. I expected a ceiling to be shattered of sort. The ceiling was dented in this one, but okay. not so much shattered.
0: Well, I think it's also... Again, a bit of a difficult thing to compare because in 2004, it was before we had the Marvel Juggernaut. What was yeah. the last superhero movie which came out in 2004?
2: Probably a Fantastic Four movie. Probably the <laughs> Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man was definitely the, yeah, sp- the thing. Yeah, I think that was a Spider-Man, two, Spider-Man two, 2 or 3. X-Men yeah.
0: X-Men 3 was coming out soon as well.
2: Oh, uh, that ruined it for me. Yeah,
0: exactly. So am the Juggernaut bitch. Yeah, this was the first... <laughs> <laughs> the done properly in Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> the Incredibles... Um, was the first one to try and give some extra emotional emphasis and show that you can deal with serious issues as well as being a fun, goofy action movie. Mm. So, so, But we've been able to do that with Marvel movies now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
2: Because you can't just have a superhero
0: yeah, movie every year. It has less to prove, so I feel like trying to expect it to be groundbreaking again. It's a bit unfair, especially since it's a sequel to an established property. It's not necessarily playing it safe but it would have to do so many things differently to be something like oh my god it's shattering expectations but what can it do anymore because we've had infinity war that's yeah.
1: up to what Brad Bird can actually write in a sense and I did like what he did with this one at the very least but I mean you did mention uh, it kind of played it safe so yeah, maybe the qu- what I want to but ask say, you is but, but sometimes playing it safe can be good sometimes I doubt so
2: I don't I, I never if you play it safe and I know you're playing it safe then yeah. it's like I would actually even be harder on you I would yeah.
0: contend that it's not playing it safe if it was playing itself yeah. safe I would say they would have the big city destroying ending it would it. have redone what it did in the uh, first the one yeah, yeah. it would th- have redone it Yeah, okay. so the fact that they're technically against spoilers, uh, redoing speed two for the ending mm-hmm. where you have a high stakes boat um, about to explode. Yeah. Um, or well, crash into a city which they have to avoid. That was actually quite, quite a brave thing to do because that's very hard to make it seem intense and like you know edge of your seats yeah. pacing and they pulled it off. So I don't agree that it played it safe but if you were expecting the film to be something else then I can see why you would say Yeah,
2: because like I think if you ask kids, maybe who watched the Incredibles at that age when it came out, then right. Yeah, I mean if you ask, like maybe if you ask me, I would remember more about like you know the characters and like even like you know Samuel L. Jackson as Frozen and how funny casting that was. Yeah, because he's about to he can't say it but he tries to say it, (laughs) you know, and that's like one of the running jokes and like you know where's my super suit? Like okay, but also at the same time it's like. I think a lot of people, especially if, like friends of mine who watched the first Incredibles, and we were younger then. We were 14 years younger then. Yeah. They all remember like that scene when Dash was running on water, or when the t- the, the team finally when got they close his eyes and they're running. Yeah. yeah. and then like when the team all got together and they like combine powers and how fun that looked. Yep. So it's like maybe okay. Uh, Like what I want to ask you... I want
1: those kind of moments in this one and I got a few here but nothing that could top the first film. That's what you feel. Because like
2: that's what I wanted to ask you is like if it was playing it safe what would you have done differently? That's that's a very tough question (laughs) actually. Not even say what would you have done differently like what is the one thing that you think that exists in this film that could have been improved or maybe removed?
1: Like maybe less of
2: this more of that. Mm -hmm. Like I mean what would be your consensus?
1: I like the dynamic between Elastigirl and... Uh, Mr. Incredible uh-huh. but maybe just a bit more on what Dash could do or what I mean Violet we've already seen in the do kids don't take a backseat to this no right. they, uh, Dash has, I don't think there's even much of him he's just math homework that's it
0: Dash definitely out. has less to do but he I has the quicksilver problem he yes. solves things
2: too much but,
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's also because he was very heavily emphasised in the first movie Yeah. yeah. to yeah. a point where I feel like Violet was kind of pushed back a little bit but there's, the but joke, there's actually a little she's bit supposed of supposed to be there, yeah. the invisible one yeah but that's the thing is that now that she's you know a bit more self-confident we have to kind of explore her being more sure of herself okay but then also still you know having issues that a teen girl with but do have. you feel like Dash
1: you know? didn't get the chance to grow a little bit or? oh no that was no that was nothing for Dash basically well, he's just there to help well, out more well, for Violet it, right. yeah but Dash, Violet a little bit too
0: Dash did have his growth in the previous movie and he continued it in this one okay and he, it's not that he does nothing, but he does less than he did in the first movie. Yes,
2: because he's basically like a deus ex machina in a sense, right? Well, no, Jack-Jack is now... Jack-Jack is, a is deus literally a deus ex machina. Yeah, and
0: they spend <laughs> a lot of time with him because he does so much. Do you think he can sell toys? I don't think he's marketable, right? Uh, As a plushie? No, yeah, he's know, very maybe. cute.
2: Maybe the demon plushie. Demon
1: plushie. I would buy that. <laughs> yeah. Like little baby Jack-Jack plushie is kind of weird for me to walk around But with to it. go back to that question and ask Shafiq, it's... Maybe a bit more. Okay, the villain actually did. I guess maybe a little bit more for that part in a sense, or even like how that whole scene where the super, the super uh, the burglars killed off the the parents of those two siblings could the, work out. Maybe a little bit. When more... When Martha and like, no, okay, not that shot. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other. The it other was character. a home invasion. It was home invasion. I don't know. Maybe that's a really tough question. Unfortunately, like I didn't feel that same magic with the first. Incredibles at all but it's still a solid movie it's still a great sequel but yeah. not it's like, like it's like a good it's, it's, it's good it's good that it exists let's just say that yeah
0: I mean again but that's just the Pixar problem like Pixar struggles now to capture the same magic that we had in early Pixar
1: I don't know they seem to be doing alright at okay, least with Toy story. story yeah that's my argument like but Toy Story 2 blew see, me away yeah, but when you see that Monsters U exactly that's what yeah. I'm saying
0: like you know we all the big Pixar magic cars. was, was <laughs> stuff like no. Cars Don't mention Monsters University uh, like I didn't like Monsters University
1: Yeah I didn't like that
2: But
0: I thought it was fine I meant yeah. I meant Monsters Inc I misspoke
2: Oh Monsters Inc Yeah it's I like, love Monsters Inc
0: Exactly But it's like All the more recent picks And stuff Is still very very good Like the, yeah. But because we've been Doing it for so long it's That you can't have The same like Oh my god moment Every time like Coco managed That's it where to an extent. I kind of
2: disagree because the thing is, you had all this time to get good at what you do. You should be able to blow people away. You should actually supersede or yourself. at least try, like you know what
0: I mean. I mean, they try, but again, I feel like expectations are now so damn high for Pixar that stuff, then, w- stuff which they yeah. like movies that they make now, if they made twenty years ago, would be blown, blown everyone. But we can use that argument because what I'm saying is like, you know,
2: where are the creators who are trying to blow us away? You no know, if like a. a Bajillion dollar company like Pixar like starts to do an Incredibles two and it's like oh it's because like the general consensus I have is like it's good it's not one yeah. it's not it's not gonna blow you away but
0: you'll like it and then it's like yeah but isn't that us kind of like accepting, accepting mediocrity in a sense yeah. so or like... even
1: just good enough
0: I would say again yeah. I don't think it's stuff like it's good enough or mediocre it's still a very good movie is it better than one no but there's so few sequels which manage that and. Toy Story Two, Dark Knight,
1: <laughs> Godfather Two Godfather as Spider well, 2, Empire
2: Strikes Back, Terminal Aliens, 82. technically. Aliens. That's the thing. It's like I hate the fact that I'm mentioning movies that are ten years or twenty years old. What happened recently besides the Dark Knight is like, okay, oh, that, yeah. part two is. Really but good. I'm willing to dis to
1: agree or disagree here. I yeah. mean, yeah, for I mean, this year, it's a really solid film. I mean, unless. How to Train Your Dragon comes out later at the end of the year. Who knows? Damn, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, who knows? I'm not sure if it's this year or next year. It's next
2: year. Okay, it's next year. Yeah, but yeah. what's the other? Oh, Wreck-It Ralph two is also this year. Wreck-It Ralph yeah. is this
0: year. I'm not expecting. We'll see that how
1: that goes. Yeah, I I too because like the trailer didn't really impress me with their yeah. wh- where they're going with this. But yeah. at the same time, I did I did I was actually happy with the Incredibles two trailer, hoping they would surprise me, and then. I got an alright film like if it came end.
2: out five years after instead of 14 years after maybe would it have like three I years four years
0: maybe i think because it's been so damn long yeah maybe again it might be like we are we were hyping ourselves too up too much i haven't thought about incredibles in such a long time that i was able to go in without the baggage and yeah, that's true i mean hmm. i
2: know it's very unfair whenever we do that where it's like we attach the baggage of
1: the previous effort but but at the time, you have to remember what. This is that where you came from. Then, so, yeah. this is
2: what, like, you know, people expect things. And, like, I'm pretty sure Incredibles 2 will do numbers. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? We're not
1: saying it's shit. It's actually a good film. It's a good Please film. Please watch it, buy it. Well, I mean, yeah. buy it, take it if you
2: can. You know, in a sense, but it's not going to be as great as the first one. Right?
0: Yeah. <sighs> mm. yeah, but Incredibles was kind of a lightning in the bottle. And also, it was pre Marvel.
1: I guess we are pretty and jaded in a sense, too, <laughs> when think you think about it. But yeah,
2: we have to inc- include that in our reviews because the thing is, like, we've been, you know, uh, witness to so many things already. It's like, yeah. yeah, you know our expectations. We have yeah. seen
0: a total of about 25 superhero movies since The Incredibles. And it's not, Even like, more we've, and it's yeah. not like
1: we've actually disagreed on sequels the first time. I mean, yeah. Blade Runner? Oh so yeah. I really hated yeah, um, thing Half 50-50 and it's 50. even worse because it took that long and that's the
2: best <laughs> you, can came up, you can come up <laughs> sure it's visually spectacular oh, yeah. you have to be at least visually spectacular yeah. if it wasn't visually spectacular I would have hated that movie even more <laughs> I would have given it negative reviews no, I mean negative score but like like the thing is I'm kind of hesitant about Incredibles too because the thing is with the hype and the marketing and the fact that what is presented to me is like oh look at this cool family drama it's like yeah but I kind of want you guys have the keys to the kingdom of creating the best Fantastic Four movie ever
1: actually it still is when you, you think about it you did it the first time <laughs> Yep.
2: can we do that again because the thing is like for me I was hoping for it to like Oh my god. Like an it, expansion of sorts. Like, who would be the Doctor Doom to this Incredibles universe? Because, like, the first one, Jason Lee's character, who, what's his name again? Uh, Syndrome. 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 Like, yeah. very, like, one of the, mo- the most memorable villains in a while. And he with had With the hair and everything <laughs> and also, in a yeah. He's basically a troll doll because he's a troll. Yes. I get all the jokes. And the thing is, like, I agree with. I mean, one thing is, like, yeah, Syndrome uh, hit the nail right on the head. Like, he does represent toxic fandom. Because that movie came out the same time as, like, the prequels. Yeah. Where it's like, the rhetoric was like Disney was basically like shitting on like the people who were hating on their Star Wars it's like you well Disney guys- didn't own
0: Star Wars at the time mm, no wait they didn't no they no, had. They didn't own Star Wars at the they time they bought Star Wars in 2011
2: yeah and I think it was like probably like why they didn't want to do something similar it's like oh then people misconstrue it maybe yeah but also at the same time it's like like that was the basically the narrative among pop, pop culture back then it was basically like People were slowly starting to realize like this thing that we love so much, Star Wars, like their ten years too late sequel is kind of shit, <laughs> and we're starting to like, like agree with that. And then like there's a lot of things that are coming out that are kind of ten years too late. We're gonna get another Predator sequel. We're yeah. gonna get another like, like you know there's movies that there's gonna be a Top Gun sequel, and we we're like wondering like
1: wait wait that's a Top Gun sequel? Yeah, a Top Gun oh, sequel. Damn.
2: <laughs> yeah, and
0: Kenny Logans is gonna make another version of Dangerous. Why? Why?
2: Why? Why? Because he's not
0: doing anything. I just found out there's gonna be an
2: arachnophobia sequel.
0: Yeah.
2: I wouldn't mind. Like the first one is kind of a goofy horror story about spiders. Yeah. And you know what? John Goodman is kind of not busy at the moment.
0: Oh yeah, because Roseanne got cancelled. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm very upset with that. But if anything, uh like you know what? The question will be is like, is good enough good enough? Or
1: do we at least deserve to be
2: No, we expect you to blow us away all the time because you are the ones who have the money and the facilities and the faculty to do all this.
1: Unfortunately, we're always going to be wanting our prequels, our sequels, to be better than what they were back then. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, let me, that was a time I will appreciate what we've got, but at the same time... Yeah, Bradford, you could have done a little bit
2: better, maybe. I think... Yeah. Is he
0: still going to do the Mission Impossible?
1: <laughs> is he?
2: I you guys know? know? <laughs> he did one,
0: right? He yeah. did
1: the one with... No, no, that's. He did the third one. He did, he did the third one. The fourth the one, one, one was. um. I don't know who JJ, else. Did yeah, JJ. The JJ.
0: Took I feel like it's more. Oh,
1: effic- no, no, sorry, sorry. JJ did the third one. And he then did. the fourth and fifth the is one one maybe Philip yeah, Hoffman? Yeah. Philip Cyril Hoffman was the one with uh, JJ. JJ. Oh, JJ oh yeah, 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 right. Then the one after was Brad Bird, right? Yeah. Yes. He did two of them, I think. Mm-hmm. But
0: look, I feel like the main issue is that this is not the film you wanted.
1: But what we got was actually
0: alright. What we got was a really good film, but it's not what you wanted. This is the same thing with the Homecoming review where I feel like it didn't give you exactly what you wanted and because you couldn't divorce that, I think that's affecting certain points but i think like when you say something we wanted we're kind of speaking for a lot of the fandom
2: also mm, yeah. maybe not
1: i'm just more, more yeah. actually thinking talking about myself like my my critics yeah. for this film to you know for me to be entertained like, or at least what's strange think great.
2: about the incredible fandom is like everybody likes magda and i don't get it mag who <laughs> edna, <laughs> oh, edna oh edna edna, edna mode, mode right.
1: yeah like like she you know, got a new job in this one why is, she, no,
0: why is she the interesting one no i love her because she's pretty much every uh snooty designer that uh, we see online Really? Yeah. Mm. She's
1: here for a cameo, but in the first film, at least that was a sort of point. Like to, to her, me, she's the Boba Fett of in Incredibles. Like why do people because like it actually shows up all the different costumes and everything, and that with the whole capes thing actually tied into the end. So like, the, the, the most interesting thing, yeah.
2: character from Incredibles one for you was the fashion design Well, I think for also some b- people. I guess. Some because people, yeah.
0: I think Abfap had just finished, and so people really wanted that. You think soldiers. so? Yeah. 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 I can
2: see
1: that. I can see that correlation definitely. Jeremy Saunders voiced by the director. Right. Jeremy. <laughs> so Jennifer Saunders. Why I saying Jeremy? Jeremy Saunders. I was an absolute Jennifer has fabulous. a brother apparently. You need to end every sentence with darling.
0: <laughs> darling. This movie was great darling.
1: <laughs> In the Jeremy voice.
0: No, no Jer- Jeremy Saunders uh, ends it with um, bro. Oh, bro. <laughs> oh, it's great bro. No, it'd be mate because you're English. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we say bro too. You say bro too? Yeah. Hey, what? bro. No, we say brat. Bru brat, Fucking incredible brat. Yeah, yeah I
1: can see that so you think you can end this for now
2: I will say this right the way it sounds to me is like uh, basically Eric Dapper's second single <laughs> "Man Can't Dance it's like sure. it's not as good as the first one but it has its moments it's <laughs> still fun it's, it's still, still fun, fun. Yeah. <laughs> sure I mean <laughs>
0: you just dropped a series of words which I had never heard before
2: what Eric Dapper yeah no man's not hot Oh. He's got a new single called Men Can't Dance. It's like oh, he's doing kind of what you recognize things. He finally takes off his jacket. That's why didn't you, why didn't oh, you give nice. me his rap name? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm a pop culture aficionado. I use the actual Latin terms. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, Big Shock. Big Shack. Yeah, Big shack. Big Shaq. If shack. you said Big
0: Shock, then I would have understood. I'm, i was talking about the
2: artist, not the character. Okay, I'm sorry. But Char- yeah, like he's got a new single, Men Can't Dance or Men Men Don't Dance or whatever. And like I heard it, it's like yeah, it's, it's it's the same humor, but you know the first one just
0: has that special something. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your final score, Toffee?
1: I'm giving it a seven. It's still a great film, don't get me wrong. But a seven, seven from Toffee. Yeah, <laughs> it's what? actually quite bad. He throws eights and nines like nothing. Seven. <laughs> no, I thought I gave a four or five certain movies, I guess. But yeah, seven. They have to
2: be really horrible for you yeah. to yeah. give it a four, <laughs> I guess. So
1: <laughs> looking forward to um, what's that? Megalodon the Meg, I guess. The yeah. Meg. Yeah. Sir, yeah. How much did you give Rampage? <laughs> I forgot, actually. You gave it a high score. You gave it a high score, sir. It was a pretty, uh, yeah, it was a pretty dumb film. Wow. But, yeah. This is not as good as Rampage, sir. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> this, this, is, this is why I don't like scoring. This is why I don't like the numbers games. Man. Okay, it's never crazy. mind. But it's definitely slightly above average. Like definitely above average. But at the same time, I got the whole first Incredibles threat for this film to okay. to live up to, in a sense. And... I mean, you're, not, was you're right. not leaning on it too much but yeah. at the same time for you it felt like yeah it could have been better could have been better but hey mm-hmm. what we got was really good all
2: really right. good stuff and for uh, eccentric tom here sir.
0: for me it's a 7 as well okay although a positive 7 yeah I mean <laughs> a positive <laughs> 7 not a negative 7 like, <laughs> I'm praising it a bit more but my score is the same mm. So like, this is not by any means a perfect film and even though I have been, uh, been defending it a bit more yes it is still not as good as the first one okay
2: but worth the price of ticket at least. For oh, for sure,
0: I paid Friday night tickets, which are fucking expensive in Singapore. It's like eighteen bucks, right? Thirteen point five, plus convenience fee. Oh, you
1: watched it at Payleba? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's exp- yeah. If you watch on a Wednesday, it'll probably be nine. Hopefully. Yeah, but I had yeah. to watch the World Cup
0: then. Ah,
1: right, <laughs> the <laughs> World Cup. Well, on
2: that note, so yes, uh, Incredibles two highly, mildly recommended. I go at school, highly recommended. Absolutely. Oh, e yeah, three yeah. yeah. <laughs> not recommended. Um, so that should be wrapping up another special episode here of the Last Game Podcast huh? a trifecta yep. of awesome
1: awesome things so yes. next week what do we we looking forward to we have nothing I guess <laughs> not much so uh, unless you're looking forward to Mission Impossible that's next that's coming one. out late July much later
2: so I think what we're gonna do probably for the next episode is we're gonna do our uh, traditional uh, middle of the year roundup we're gonna have The Last Game best of 2018 so far absolutely yeah so we're gonna be best video game best movie best TV slash Netflix It's, it's now
1: best TV show yeah
0: let's stop calling it a TV let's say like best Netflix best Netflix so. I haven't watched why not say TV best series, series then yeah.
1: best series what would be the nice t- uh, best series because you know you got anime series yeah. you got live action series true, yeah, true, true 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 Netflix series original series and best so episodic content yeah I there don't we know there we go we need to find a nicer way to say that works well with the SEO
2: episodic content <laughs> Do not reveal the people Oh no How we you know Get numbers Do not reveal the people Do not reveal people Do not reveal <laughs> the <laughs> secrets The secrets The okay. secrets Okay Ancient Chinese secret Okay so here we are I've been uh, Your adorable Dr.
0: Panda
1: <laughs> This has been uh, Mr. Hyena Mr. Hyena Mr. <laughs> Hyena Toffee
0: <laughs> Oh yeah And I have been Elastic uh, Paul Eccentric Eccentric Tomoko Starting <laughs> out Signing up.